You're listening to the Plane Talking UK podcast, a UK-based podcast written by a passenger for anyone. And here are your hosts, Carl Stebbings and Matt Smith. Hello, this is Marcia in the Netherlands, wishing Plane Talking UK and all the listeners happy holidays and a great 2016. Thanks for that, Masha. Yeah. There we go. Look, Masha's kicked yeah. off our first show of yeah, 2016. That, that was slightly my fault. I know. It's, it's Matt's fault. We've got to add her, <laughs> um, her feedback into the oh. Christmas show. So there yeah. we go, Masha. That's your special treat. You've kicked off our first show of 2016. Absolutely. Officially the first voice to be heard. Yes, on the show. Yeah. So we're here then. It's uh, episode 94 of the Plain Talking UK podcast. I'm Carl Stebbings and joining me in the kitchen studio, as always, is my co-host. Matt. Hello, hello, good morning everyone. Welcome to 2016. Welcome to 2016. And what a terrifyingly beautiful day it is out there. (laughs) Considering the torrential rain we've had the last week, it is really nice outside. And of course, uh, uh, those who were watching our last live show um, sort of just before the new year, of course, uh, my friend Fraser was there and of course thoughts go out to everyone in Scotland at the moment that are uh, experiencing similar problems to what... um, where was it? Where were the floods before? Was it sort of Cumbria and all around? Yeah, there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it's, it's, it's really, mad. it's not, it's not good, is it? There's no two. Ways We've had a lot of rain. We have, yes. Luckily, where 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 me and Matt live, we're mm-hmm. kind of sort of in a highish area. Mm-hmm. Matt, you live on a hill, and uh, very much as, so. Yes, as, and as do we here? <laughs> yes, absolutely. So, uh, if it floods here, there are there are other issues to worry about. But then, as the great thing about East Anglia is, is we still have the su- such things as floodplains here, which I, I think makes a huge difference to the flood issues. But where, where we're based. If you go sort of on the bypass between Bungie and Halston mm. at the moment, I mean, honestly, the water levels are, are really, really bad. I've not seen it like that for a long time. So Pip has just said, uh, Pip's in the chat room along with ah, uh, Captain more, Al. Morning, and, Pip and uh, Captain Al, yes. Just for, you, for those of you guys who are not uh, aware, Captain Al and Pilot Pip, uh, along with Captain Nick as well, yes. all flew over to um, Miami or Florida uh, to be with uh, Captain Jeff for APG's 200th episode. And uh, they flew over specially to join Jeff for the show, which uh, those of you who watched it live uh, was very tearful at the end. I was, um, it was yeah, quite, quite, uh, quite, you know, it was quite a special. epic show. Yeah, and um, it, yeah. they a had three a three hour time, I believe. Yes. Yeah, they had, they had a really, really good time. <laughs> I saw the picture of them on the, on, in, in first class. I'll yes. Have, you know, that was a yeah, bit classy, know, wasn't it? Yes, I know. Absolutely. I think that was down to Captain Nick. Or was there a little bit yeah, of um, Captain help Nick, going yeah. on there? Yes. Um, but they had a fantastic time. For, the, for those of you who haven't watched it yet, go and catch up. Um, with uh, with the episode 200 there of the show, and uh, there's some feedback from me on there as well. Which is is there? Good. Yeah. Oh dear. Uh, but no, they they've just come back. They're back in the UK now. Al uh, Captain Al is now uh, getting on a flight to go somewhere, and uh, Pip is. Uh, I think Pip's just Pip's nearly. Oh, he's home, and he's going to send us a segment for the show in is half he? an hour. So right. we will have we will have a segment from <laughs> oh, Pilot excellent. Pip this okay. week. Okay. Uh, and it will be a completely fresh segment, straight hot off the press. Wow. Okay, so even we won't have heard it. Yes. There you are, so we Captain Al is actually on board an aircraft now. He's, uh, How's he's, he, yeah, he doing that? He he's must be using Wi-Fi somewhere. Oh, he's using I Wi-Fi on, okay. uh, from the, uh, from the uh, airport, I should mm. imagine. Uh, but he's going to log off in a moment. So uh, goodbye to you, Captain Al. Indeed. And uh, we'll, we'll get you back on the show soon. Yeah, definitely. Definitely, yeah. 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 So we are here then. It is Saturday the... Oh, blimey, I've lost my mouth It's here. the 9th. It's the 9th yep. of uh, January. And the time is. is quarter past 10 in the morning. So it's nice and early. It is. So thanks for everyone for joining us in the chat room this morning. 
Uh, we've got uh, ooh, we've got, we've got Mash has joined us, obviously, because uh, she kicked off the show. She did. Uh, Matty Fab's in there. Tony S. Uh, Ray Davis was in there. Adam Knight as well from Australia. So good day to you, yep. Adam. Or good evening. It's <laughs> probably good evening where you are. Yeah. Good day. Uh, we'll go Mark good Harvey. Day. Mark Harvey's in there. Uh, where we go? Tony S. Yeah, Matty Fab. Uh, and obviously Pilot Pip's in there at the moment um, yes. as well. Uh, Ryan Harper, so hello to you, Ryan Harper. Uh, nice to have you fresh in the chat room uh, from uh, in the UK here. Ryan's in the UK, mm. so hello to you. And uh, yeah, thanks for all for joining us in the chat room this morning. <laughs> Sorry, Captain Al's just put for sale liver. One careful owner, not. Uh, I think they had. They <laughs> I think had, they had a good time. They had a good time. Yeah, yeah they had a good time. <laughs> Fantastic. I right, know. shall we do this then? Yeah, we're going to do this. We're going to start the show then, as we do each week with our rundown of the weekly news from around the world and the UK. So, if you're ready, Matt. Yes, yes, pretty much as ready as I'll ever be. Let's go. So kicking off this week's first news story then, and uh, thanks to Ray Davis for sending mm, yes. in the uh, link this morning. Nice and early, Ray sent this yes, in. I know. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I was, I was still, still fast asleep. <laughs> yeah, very much so, yes. <laughs> uh, but enough uh, about my state at the moment. Oh, I know. Yeah. He's, he's got a coffee. He's got a coffee. Yes, it's okay. all he's will be good. Coffee. Yes. Um, so the first story on BBC News website and the uh, headline, Tracy Curtis Taylor finishes her UK to Australia biplane flight. Wow. Uh, for those of you who uh, remember our shows from Riyadh uh, last Ooh, yes, year, yes, yes. remember I interviewed uh, yes. Tracy Curtis-Taylor uh, in front of her Boeing Stearman aircraft. Mm. Yes, uh, I was, and, but um, for, for the record, I was abandoned, by the way, <laughs> in the media <laughs> tent while he... I've never seen him run off like uh, an excited school child, honestly. <laughs> you really did enjoy meeting her, didn't you? I know. She's a lovely yeah. woman. She Excellent. is. We're hoping to get her, hopefully, on the show soon to chat about her, uh, her flight. Oh, yeah, definitely. So uh, she's completed an epic uh, 14,600 nautical mile flight from the UK to Australia in a vintage open cockpit biplane. Tracy Curtis Taylor, uh, 53, set off in her 1942 Boeing Stearman Spirit of Artemis aircraft from Farnborough, Hampshire, in October last year. She retraced Pioneer uh, Amy Johnson's 1930s flight, flying over 23 countries and making some 50 refueling stops. Wow. After landing in Sydney, she tweeted, it was the end of a huge adventure. Uh, Miss Curtis Taylor, the self-styled burden of biplane, also thanked everyone who supported her. What a great achievement. You know, she's yeah. recreated the uh, footsteps here. We've got this shot there, the screenshot um, on there, which Matt can... Blip, um, whip up on the screen. He so can, for those yes. of you in the chat room, you could see uh, the photograph there of uh, Amy after she landed in Australia. There we go on the screen there. There she is. Wonderful. What an achievement. I know. And, uh, uh, well, mm. some of the sites she's seen. I mean, I've been following her, uh, her blog and stuff on, on Facebook and that. Yeah. For those of you who follow her on Facebook, would have seen the photos of her fl uh, flying into all these m mm. massive countries around the world. Yeah, I bet. Um, and what a, um, an epic achievement! So, uh, congratulations from all us here, uh, Amy, on your uh, on your massive achievement. And uh, yeah, we look forward to hopefully catching up with you later on uh, this year. Absolutely, yeah. The, the, no, it's, it's, it, as you say, such a great achievement. And uh, as you say, the, oh, the sights she must have seen. I mean, mm. it's just like 
there's nothing like there's the vintage aircraft and that we you know where open you, open Boeing Stearman yeah, absolutely awesome so so what is the Boeing Stearman tell me a little it's bit a, more it's about it's a biplane it. okay so it's, right. you know it's got the wing at the top and the bottom yeah um, it's uh, it's quite an old aircraft yeah and I think the one she's had is uh, is, is quite sort of um, heavily looked after well you know, well yes I would well hope so after, but it's so um, how old is it. Oh, it's it's, well, an, it's roughly. It's I mean, a late thirties, early forties oh, wow. biplane. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's fairly old. Made by the Boeing company, obviously. Yes. I think one of her stops that she made, I'm pretty sure, was uh, at the Boeing. Uh, the Boeing plant. factory. Yeah. Okay. It, it yeah. Kind of a you know. You, well, one would hope it perhaps had a little maintenance while it was there. Yeah. You know, just get the <laughs> once over. It, well, I don't know if anybody there would know how to to take care of it. Perhaps, perhaps Boeing fitted some winglets on while they were winglets, there. Winglets, right? Yes, winglets. that seems the current trend. I know. Certainly. I know. Absolutely. <laughs> anyway, on to the next story. And uh, well, a new year wouldn't be the same without some kind of Ryanair story. And no, as per usual, magically it's fallen in my lap, despite him fiddling with all the stories just before we started. And <laughs> this is in the Mail on line is slightly slight i don't know i i have mixed feelings about this story i'm not gonna lie slightly mixed feelings um but it is uh, the headline is um is there more legroom ryanair re- reveals blah, 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 reveal sorry it's the first story of the year uh, <laughs> i don't think i'm still drunk I'm not no, sure. no. Uh, but anyway, Ryanair reveals redesigned cabin interior on its new planes and the garish yellow color scheme has been scrapped Ryanair is giving passengers a sneak peek as its sleek new aircraft in- interior, which has abandoned the garish yellow colour scheme uh, and has become one of its hallmark colours. Um, in a new photo revealed today, blue and white are the dominant colours in the redesigned cabin on the budget airline's new planes, which feature slimmer seats. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> slimmer seats with yellow trim on the headrest larger yellow uh, larger windows sorry and led lighting passengers have long complained about a lack of ro- legroom on board Ryanair flights and the irish carrier claims customers will enjoy a more personal space on their aircraft i think that very much remains to be seen uh with uh, a modern grown-up appearance mm. the redesigned uh interiors are found on the irish carrier's new boeing 737-800 aircraft passengers will be able to experience the new design once the planes are first delivered uh, this month a ryanair spokesman uh, told Mail Online Travel, uh, redesigned interiors are being introduced this year where we'll be toning down the yellow and installing new imagery. The next deliveries of our Boeing 737-800 aircraft delivery from January will feature new slimline seats, which will create more legroom, and the new aircraft will take in... Um, the, the new aircraft will take in will have the same new Boeing Sky interiors with new LED lighting, larger windows uh, reveals and new overhead lockers with more legroom. So um, now that's that picture there is the is that the old? That's the old. Yeah, if yeah. if, so if so you Matt will put that up there, that, I, I, I think the the new one is it looks <coughs> awesome. So yeah. Matt, Matt will put that up on yeah, the screen. He's going to try. He's going <laughs> to try. <laughs> I forgot that it all works. There, there we go. go. Yes, yeah. Absolutely. So there we, there we go. For those so of you in one. the chat room who are watching yeah. the uh, video show, you can see that obviously that's the old Ryanair mm-hmm. um, look, the interior with the yellow overhead bins and a yellow uh, wall just behind the galley there yeah. near the uh, near the, the flight deck. Absolutely. Uh, and if Matt... Uh, and uh, we'll just... We'll we'll just Scroll up yep. to hold on. Let me go. Scroll up yeah, to the. There this, we go. this is what they reckoned the new interior. Is Th- this is the new it? interior. Here we go, Absolutely. guys. Absolutely. Look at that. Check that one out. That does look what, pretty. What do we stunning. think there? 
Everyone who's in the chat room, uh, see what you think of mm. what that looks like there. It's cleaner, isn't it? There's it no is, two ways about it. I, I said to you before, it looks more corporate. Yeah, do it does. Think? Yeah, kind it of, does yeah. Have, a, have a... I mean, they haven't ditched the yellow and completely because it's still sort of... You've still got, like, the board around the top, haven't you? I mean, I think that looks really quite nice. I, I do. Again, I with like the leather seats, which I quite like. I th- I'm, I'm glad they've stuck with that. Because mm. that's Boeing's new sky mm. interior, they call that. Right. If you notice, the, the um, overhead bins are slightly less... Um, you know, in your mm. face, uh, and you've got the LED uh, trim around the top. See the LED trim around the top yeah. of the fuselage uh, uh, yeah, yeah. there with the. And I think they can change the color of those right. uh, different colors of mood. mood okay, lighting mood lighting. Kind of thing, yeah. yeah. Well, that's it. That's that. that oh, sounds amazing. Hello to in the chat room, Amelia. I think that's Amelia. Ooh. Amelia Sarkuti. I hope I've oh, pronounced right. that right. Amelia Sarkuti. Probably not. Hopefully you'll be Ho- corrected. Hopefully I'll, correct. yes. hopefully I'll pronounce <laughs> yeah, your name correctly. Yeah, no, that is, yes, that, that, that is lovely, isn't it? That's good. And Paul Tricker. Hello uh, to Paul. Yes. It's filling up nicely filling now, up isn't nicely it? Now. Yes, All the usual suspects. So, no, I think I, I like that interior. Mm. Those, those in the chat room who can see that, mm. uh, yeah. He, uh, Matt, Mark Harvey said the interior looks sharper and more professional. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Definitely looks, uh, definitely looks more, more sharper. I think it's good. I think it's good. I like that. I'm going to look forward to flying. Uh, hopefully on them. Yeah. See, see I wonder how long it will be before they before we start seeing them sort of out this way, sort of sort of flying at Stansted. It's on their new aircraft that are being delivered because yep. they have got quite a lot on order. Plus mm. the um, the yeah. new Maxes when the um, when the new Max ones the new Max comes out. Max comes out. Yeah. But uh, now it'll be good to see these ones, and uh, yeah, hopefully I might get to to sample that in uh, June. No, yeah, June, yeah, June, end of June when we mm. go to uh, Tomorrow. Fingers and toes, all if they're cheap enough at the time. Oh, I'm, I'm sure they will be. <laughs> don't worry. Yes, don't panic. So next story is on the Chronicle, the Chester Chronicle uh, site. This one, yeah. and the headline: Monarch Airlines launched new routes from Manchester Airport for the summer of 2016. So Monarch Airlines. Um, have uh, announced in, uh, f- now that Christmas is uh, is done and, and finished <laughs> that they're uh, going to launch uh, some new destinations uh, routes from Manchester Airport flights to new destinations Lisbon, Tel Aviv and Madeira uh, are all available to book from now uh, flights to Tel Aviv will start on April the 19th and to Madeira uh, on May the 1st and to Lisbon on May the 5th uh, Stephen Turner, commercial director of Manchester Airport, said that they're delighted that uh, Monarch is going to be adding three new routes uh, to their network from Manchester Airport in the summer of 2016. Uh, it's a pleasing that after a record-breaking year for passenger numbers travelling from the airport, that Monarch will be part of uh, the continued growth in 2016 at the Global Gateway Fuller North. The extended summer 2016 schedule also includes new frequencies uh, to some of the airline's most popular destinations uh, and flights at more sociable times, allowing customers to escape for weekends or longer breaks to some of Europe's most popular destinations. So that's great news there, because Monarch, obviously, um, they're they're in the process of of, of acquiring new aircraft, and uh, they've kind of had a... Had a bit of a rebrand and stuff, and, mm. and yeah, that's, they're going from strength to strength. Monarch, I think Good. they're um, 
in, on the way to becoming sort of... Well, they're know, a nice little airline, aren't they? Yeah, 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 yeah. They've been around for a lot of years now, Monarch. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, I've flown with them many years ago uh, when I was yeah. very young. I, I must fly with them again, actually. They, they, I, I've only ever flown with them once, and it was a very pleasant experience, so I, I need to... Uh, I need to make sure that they're the uh, the chosen aircraft in future. I exactly, think. absolutely. So Ray Davis, uh, uh, hello to you, Ray. He's uh, he's there in uh, in uh, in Australia. Is it Australia, Ray? I think yeah, it's Australia, yeah, yeah. New Zealand, Australia. Twenty four degrees. Twenty four degrees. degrees as opposed to I think we're nine here, aren't we? Are we mm, nine. It was, nine it was seven in the car coming over. So oh, well, there we go. It's not too bad. <laughs> it's not bad. You keep saying this, look, but come on, play, play fair. Well, actually, it is January. It is incredibly warm. We've only had two frosts so far this year I know and one of those was the other night uh, but uh, from Tuesday onwards they reckon it's going to start to turn really, really cold, cold. I know. yeah and then Friday and Sat- Friday and Saturday heavy heavy risk of rain and snow so in the chat room, Amelia, if you could let us know where you are in the world, that'd be mm. cool yeah, to absolutely. see where you are. Amelia, our, our, one of our another new listener in the chat room this it's week. Good, it's good. That's good. Like All these new listeners, yes, amazing. Just goes to show that the occasional advert never does any. Oh, problem. I know. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, by the way, Next this story. is uh, on Travel Mall. I see the Travel Mall is still wearing his festive outfit. He is still wearing uh, his festive outfit, <laughs> yeah. which is outrageous. <laughs> um, but uh, yes, uh, the headline is ANA designs new deal for a three. 80s or uh, all nipple is it all or al, al nippon al nippon airways uh, plans to become the first japanese carrier to fly super jumbo jets after signing a billion dollar deal with airbus for three a380s the deal is estimated at 1.23 billion dollars for the three aircraft based on list prices and ana said it plans to operate the 500 seat double decker planes on its hawaii route ANA hopes to increase its market share on the route as it presently lags behind rival Japan Airlines. JAL is a 35% market share of the Tokyo-Hawaii route, uh, while ANA has around about 20%. Japanese budget carrier Skymark Airlines actually signed with Airbus in 2011 to buy six A380 jets, but the plane maker cancelled that order in 2014 over fears of Skymark's ability to pay. Dear. ANA has since invested a major sum to rehabilitate the now bankrupt Skymark and its deal with Airbus will likely help smooth over a fractured Airbus-Skymark relationship. Airbus is one of Skymark's major creditors and its refusal to write off penalty fees for the cancelled order was one of the main factors in its uh, descent to bankruptcy. So Al Nippon Airways then, yes. founded in December 1952. Mm. Uh, they've, got, they've got hubs at Haneda Airport and Narita International Airport. And they have a fleet size of 208 aircraft yeah. and fly to 73 destinations. Wow. Um, they've got uh, a, a mixed fleet, Airbus and Boeing. They've got uh, lots, lots of A320s, mm. the Dash 200s. They've got uh, 737s, the yeah. 700 series and the 800 series, like Ryan Airfly. Yeah. Uh, they've got some 767s. Uh, they've got some seven, uh, triple sevens. Got loads of them. Lots mm. of them. And they've also, um, uh, Al Nippon, have also got 35 of the Dreamliners, the mm. 787s, the Dreamliners. Yeah. Um, but like you said, Matt, they've got these A380s on order. Yeah. So at least uh, that's another customer for the 380. Because we have said before that the, the 380 orders were kind of dropping off now you know mm. they, it, the, they're not tend- the airlines are not uh, t- tending to buy the larger the larger aircraft, aircraft yeah. which burn lots of fuel mm. and have four engines but then at the moment and there's no ov- immediate sign of that changing certainly um, sort of for the next sort of six months 
as it were. I mean, as you say, I'm still surprised they're buying new aircraft. You, you'd have thought perhaps some... Um, the second-hand market might yeah, be. Uh, yeah, yeah, the second-hand market yeah. might, be, might be a better place to get these things from. Um, the, it's um, uh, Beckles is where Amelia is from. Really? Yeah, no, it's, it's daughter of um, Paul. Oh, okay. <laughs> Old stepdaughter. Right, right, okay, that's why. Yeah. Oh, right, stepdaughter, okay. sorry. Gotcha, yes, gotcha. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, hello Paul, to... Paul accidentally signed in with her oh, account. Oh, did he? Yes. Oh, Paul, what are you like? I'm <laughs> uh, going to say hello to, where are we there? Tony Kitchen, because Tony's just dropped in before he goes to work. So, yes. Oh, uh, hello, Tony. Good yes. morning. Hello to you, uh, Tony. Yeah. Well done for joining where's us. T- where's Tony? Briefly. Tony, Tony, isn't he, is he in I can't remember now. Tony, where are you? Tell us. Me and Matt got head like my like memories like sieves here. R two D two is a cool plane. Oh, that's the uh, Al Nippon done the the Star Wars. Oh, that's right. Yes, um, of course. With yeah, they did yeah, some with the logo, this. Yeah, I've seen that. By yeah, the way. have you cool. seen it? No, oh, Star Wars. Yeah, no, yeah. it doesn't interest me. It doesn't interest. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh no! How are Q you and tumbleweed I noise? Oh no! Really? <laughs> <laughs> that's terrible. I'm a Star Trek person. Well, so am I, but you are allowed to like both. I just never find it really interesting. I'm sorry. What? But can I just say, can I just, can I just just, say. I've just blown the sound meter there. I was so horrified. Can I just, can I just. No, you can't. You're saying, if there's anything negative about Star Wars, no. No, 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 no. listen, listen, (laughs) listen, listen. Can I just say that that, uh, that over at the Airplane Geeks, David Vanderhoff, who's the historian from Airplane Geeks. Okay, yes. Lovely chap. Yes. He is a massive Star Trek, uh, Star Star Wars, sorry. Yes. Star Wars fan. Okay, yes. He likes Star Trek a lot. Good. Uh, But he's a massive Star Wars person, big time. Yes. You know, I think he even got the baubles for his Christmas tree. (laughs) Oh, wow. Good skills. And even he said it wasn't up to par, (gasps) the new film. I can see why, why various he would aspects say that, yes. he said yeah, were yeah, a bit no. poorly done. I don't know. I think I, I think they did quite a good job, to be honest. You know, it, it, it's not uh, anyway. I don't know why we're talking about Star Wars. It's supposed to be about aviation. Uh, so moving on to our next yeah, story: aviation, not starships. <laughs> uh, yes, absolutely. The uh, Travel Weekly uh, website. This one's on, and the headline: Luton Airport records busiest year in a seventy-seven year history. And uh, this is a good one because Pips, uh, Pips likes, he likes Luton. Yeah, he uh, likes <laughs> yeah, yeah, Luton. So uh, a record 12.3 million passengers used uh, uh, Luton Airport in 2015, the busiest year in its 77-year history. The figure represents a 16.9% annual growth over 2014. Mm. Double-digit growth uh, was recorded every month last year, uh, including 18.9% in December, making it the fastest growing of the four major London airports in percentage terms in 2015. Yeah. Matt's looking at the chat room. I am, yes. The growth <laughs> comprised of increased capacity in new and new routes with established airlines and the arrival of four new airlines. A total of 20 new routes were introduced uh, during the year. The airport is currently undergoing a £110 million redevelopment designed to uh, raise capacity to 18 million passengers by 2020. Chief Executive Nick Barton said that with more than 12 million passengers passing through the airport, 2015 was a record year. But while 2015 was the busiest year in our history, 2016 is set to become the most exciting as the £110 million investment transforms the experience for the passengers. The redevelopment programme will also increase the capacity to 18 million passengers a year by the uh, by the year 2020. 
Um, looking forward to sampling Luton Airport to see what this uh, this really? new this new <laughs> redevelopment is like. Well, Pip's just gone through there, so I mean, he he might be able to tell you. Uh, uh, but uh, uh, Tony's in Blackburn, by the way. Oh, Blackburn. Yeah, absolutely. Hello, Tony. Yes, uh, uh, Pip is having a spot of trouble with his laptop. Alan's still online. He is. He's still. He can't have taken off, or either he's taken off and using the uh, Wi-Fi on board the aircraft. Wow. Wow. How much, Alan, yeah, how much is that? <laughs> Alan, if you're Alan, if you're on board in flight using yeah. the Wi-Fi, send us a picture. I don't know how you do that. Send it to podcast at plane talking talking UK. UK. Dot com. Yes, you can do yeah, that. Of you on of, of you on board watching the show. We've, we had good. one of those over Christmas. That was <laughs> yeah. amazing. If you, if you saw the Christmas shows, oh, oh yeah, blimey, yeah. For those of you who watched episode ninety three yes. over Christmas. Mm. Uh, the Christmas messages we had. We had one from oh, Captain Al. Yeah. And uh, he'd done it whilst he was, uh, well, whilst he's on the flight deck, really. Absolutely, and it was yeah. f- amazing. Yeah, he, amazing. Was, he, was, oh, he was off He was off shift, wasn't he, at the time? Yeah, or yeah, he wasn't, yeah, he wasn't He uh, PIC, pilot in, char- in command. No, yes. Um, but he, uh, yeah, he'd done a little video for us there on the show. But, amazing. Uh, on top of that, thanks as well, quickly there, to everyone, everyone who sent everyone. Oh, we had uh, so many. some Christmas yeah. messages and that. It was really, really good. Oh, it and, was. Uh, yeah. yeah. And I, I, I almost can't wait till next year now. I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We should do an Easter so, one. So no, pre- <laughs> no, 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 no. It's Easter all right. well, Christmas and New Year is the only time we're go- you're, you're going to get off, okay? That's what I've decided. Only Christmas and New Year. So Paul Tricker has asked in a chat room, does anyone know what the maximum size of plane is that flies into Luton? Now, the best person to ask that would be Paul. Pilot Pip, means he okay. knows Luton like the back of his hand. Yes, indeed. So, uh, Pip, if you could uh, possibly tell us what the largest mm. maximum size of aircraft They've got that quite a large runway, is. though, haven't they? I think they have, yeah. I'm yeah. pretty sure the Antonovs have flown into there, the big Russian really? transport right, okay. ones. Yeah. So, it sort of suggests that pretty much anything can go yeah. into then. Yeah, absolutely. Because presumably that's the same at Heathrow and, and Gatwick. And Stansted, they, they, there's no limit as to the size of aircraft. That it, it's just a runway size, runway length, mm. you know, yeah. and things like that. Um, yeah. Obviously, half, you, very rarely do you get to go in the fancy pods and walk into the terminal these days. I mean, it's all no. downstairs, downstairs sort of stuff, via yeah. the tarmac, yeah. isn't it? Which is which oh. is a bit of a shame in some Hello respects. to Keith Martin Rees, who's in, just joined us in the chat yeah. room. Uh, hello, Keith. <laughs> you know Keith. Yes, I do. Oh, yeah, Matt yeah, knows yeah, Keith. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. But, uh, yes, so here we go. Right, uh, next, next story. story. This is on... Uh, sorry, we, we're being very naughty. We keep being distracted by the chat room. Yeah, stop, <laughs> we, stop we, distracting. <laughs> <laughs> right, this is on the Echo, uh, Liverpool Echo to be precise. And the headline is, Family fined £100 after stopping outside Liverpool Airport for 13 seconds. We've had stories like this in yeah, the past, haven't absolutely. we? Absolutely. This is a bit harsh. I wonder. I can't help but wonder where. Perhaps it'll all become apparent in a moment. But um, uh, a family will find one hundred pounds for stopping to pick up a seventy-year-old granddad outside Liverpool Airport, despite only stopping for thirteen seconds. Mum of two, uh, Jackie Gregory, and her husband Alan were fined after collecting her dad Raymond Smith, who had flown in from Belfast. The airport said that the car must have passed more than 20 signs notifying that this was a no-stop area. Uh, Jackie said that her dad had recently collapsed on a treadmill during a hospital checkup, and it was the first time uh, she had seen him since. She said, uh, we were approaching the airport going down to the main boulevard when we saw my dad standing on the right-hand side of an island where you turn left for the airport or come back on yourself. We swung round the island and didn't stop on the red lines. My husband stopped on the exit of another car park 
on the white dashed lines. I jumped out of the car and hugged my dad because I hadn't seen him since he was ill. He got in the car and off we drove. A week later, the family received a penalty notice saying that they had to pay a £100 fine for stopping in a prohibited zone. The notice included three photographs of the car from the moment it stopped to when uh, Jackie and Raymond had got back in the car. The times on the images show that the family were there for just 13 seconds. The first image shows the car pulling over uh, with the boot popped from uh, within the vehicle at uh, 11, 21 and 28 seconds. Uh, Jackie gets out of the car to hug her dad at 11.21 and 32 seconds. They are both back in the car at 11.21 and 41 seconds. The Gregories from Cheshire appealed against the fine and appealed uh, to the better nature of VCS. Yeah, good luck with that. Uh, the company who manages the area on behalf of the airport but were told their appeal had been declined. In the appeal, the family wrote, we have uh, minimal we had minimalized the stop. We have minimized any obstruction to other road users. We actually did not stop on the double red lines, but stopped safely on the white hatched give way area. Uh, and we had been circling as we've been circling for a chance to pick up. This is uh, this was us doing everything in our power in an impossible situation. Jackie 44 told the Echo, I wasn't prepared to leave my dad standing on a roadside and drive off in a different direction. He has gone through enough trauma and hassle. It's absolutely disgusting. A spokesman for John Lennon Airport said, unfortunately the driver of the vehicle involved in this incident will have passed over 20 signs advising this is a no-stopping area with one large sign in clear view directly in front of where the vehicle stopped across the exit uh, to one of the car parks at the edge of of a roundabout on the main dual carriageway road leading from the airport. Wow. It's, it does seem do a not, bit harsh. Do you know what that works out, Matt? That yeah. works out for our for our English listeners. Yeah. That works out at seven pounds sixty nine a second. Oh cheap. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and for our US listeners, that converts into eleven dollars seventeen cents a second. Good lord. That's a lot of money, isn't it? Just for stopping. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it, it's a tricky one because, it, you know, it, you can see in the photographs here that it does clearly state uh, that their that no stopping is permitted yeah, um, yeah. where they are. So I do I get... I mean, Matty Fab's pointed out something in the chat room, very yeah. true indeed, that, you know, because of the, 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 the way security is now yeah, and with everything that's been going on in the world and that, that, mm -hmm. that you know, these, these rules are put in place for a reason. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we, we should all adhere to them. Um, Agreed. You know, Agreed very much so. I mean, I think, I think the rule should be slightly change or sort of slightly bent as such if you're if you're broken down if you've genuinely broken down if you're you know the wheels mm. come off your car yeah. or or you know it's um fell fell in half or something yeah. <laughs> um okay. that you know it, it's kind of you know it's not your fault you know if that yeah. picture there had have been a broken down car with an with an uh, a recovery uh truck towing it away yeah. then that's fair enough i yeah. think but um i don't know i don't know i i i, I, I get i get that i just i just think that um I I I can't help but feel that it was just used as a way of generating money rather than um, mm. actually. I, I do feel I do actually feel for this family, but I mean, from the airport's point of view, it clearly states that you're not allowed to stop in this area. It's a no stopping no zone. Stopping, yeah. It's just I think it's a bit harsh. I mean, if, if they've been sat there five minutes or something like that, then I'd, I'd have agreed. But I mean, thirteen seconds is just ridiculous, isn't it? 
we, perhaps we should train our families and friends to um, to be stuntmen or stunt women. Right. And when you drop them off at the airport, you should uh, sort of just sort of slowly cruise along at say yeah. ten miles an hour. Right. Okay. Open the door. Ten? Or seven. <laughs> it's a lucky number. How about four? And, and you might while, stand a chance. Whilst, whilst then. you're driving through the uh, the airport perimeter bit there, yeah. you should sort of just chuck your suitcase out. Right. You're going slow. It's not going to fall apart, okay. hopefully. Okay. And then if you just sort of kind of just jump out, right. with, do a barrel roll. Okay. And yeah. and there we go. Job done. So as long as the vehicle doesn't stop, that that's your advice. As long as the vehicle doesn't, sure doesn't stop, you're safe. Stop. You're safe. I mean, I, the only thing I would say against this, um, against the family, because on on the whole, I have a lot of sympathy for them, if I'm honest, but. Um, when Stansted have a, a thing where you can actually now pull up right outside the terminal to pick people up, but they, they do charge you a premium for that. I mean, I think it costs you three or four pounds just to actually stop outside the terminal building to pick someone up. But certainly, like, I mean, I'm, my poor mum, I keep mentioning her every time, but because her mobility isn't mm, great, it's yeah. worth that few quid just for the convenience of her coming straight out of her rivals and getting straight in the car. You know, I mean, it's all right. Like, I mean, when Bert took me, when I went to Scotland, and he took me to where the free drop-off zone is, and you can jump on the bus, can't you, and then go to the terminal building. It's all right for me because walking isn't an issue. Um, but for, for, for people with sort of limited mobility. Um, but, yeah, so I, I, ironically, I do have a lot of sympathy for this. But as, as Matty says, he's quite right. I mean, yeah. at the end of the day, in it's times security. of heightened security, yeah. um, I, I, think the, I think that heightened security is being used as an excuse to be particularly mean. Uh, <laughs> with photos as well. With photos and yeah. stuff as well. Yeah. So I, I do have a lot of sympathy for the family. But at the end of the day, there were lots of signs saying don't do it. And yes. they did. So I, I don't know. It's it, it is a tricky one, isn't it? I can see both arguments. Is yeah. what I'm saying. I'm trying to play devil's advocate, and it's not going very well at all. But uh, yes. uh, Tony S has put here in a chat room. Uh, Tony's put the Dukes of Hazard boys managed <gasps> it okay. That is true. true. Yes, true. yes, that <laughs> is true. Yes, and they they've jumped over cars and all sorts. It's a good point. That's what we need. We all need stunt training. I think you're right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's see if we can train my mum to, <laughs> to do some kind of stunt role. That would be great. Poor mother. <laughs> I know. Oh, dear. <laughs> the next news story on Travel Weekly. And uh, headline <laughs> Boeing. Oh, hello. We've, We've all got, got an email. That's Pilot Pip. That's Pip. That's okay, Pip, yes. just, Pip has just sent his segment over. Yes, excellent. So for those of you who just heard that noise in the background, yes. that was Pip yeah, sending emailing his segment. segment. Okay, yes, good. All right. Well, in the next story, you can get me downloading yeah, that. Yeah, we'll do that. that already. Yes. So the uh, next, uh, sorry, the headline there on the uh, Travel Weekly site, Boeing reports record aircraft deliveries in 2015. Wow. So Boeing saw deliveries of uh, airliners rise by 39 to a record 762 in 2015. The U.S. manufacturer recorded 768 net orders valued at $112.4 billion mm. at current list prices, which we all know that airlines don't pay because they get... Um, they get uh, a discount. Uh -huh. So Boeing held 5,795 unfilled orders from customers worldwide at the end of the 12 months uh, period ahead of its centennial year. Five airlines received their first 787 Dreamliners, including Oman Air, mm. love those, a good airline, Scoot, uh, American Airlines, KLM, Vietnam Airlines, and the first new generation 737 MAX rolled out of the factory in December. We covered that in our, one of our Christmas shows. Mm, we did. Uh, worldwide demand for the air travel has continued to be robust, according to Randy Tenseth, the marketing vice president. That's of a marvelous name. Airplanes. I like that name. <laughs> I know. 
<laughs> he said that global passenger traffic is uh, in most key regions is increasing and our customers continue to perform well in the marketplace and will continue to support them with the industry's best products and services. The uh, President and Chief Executive Ray Connor said that our team did a fantastic job achieving higher deliveries and getting our products to our customers as quickly and efficiently as possible and this will continue to be our focus. We've had a solid year of orders in 2015 and maintaining a strong balance and backlog that will uh, help ensure a steady stream of deliveries in the years to come. Our newest development on products are on schedule and poised to provide world-class value to customers. Ooh, well, I do like a little bit of value for the yes. customer. Actually. You realize everybody's going to start sending emails to podcast at plaintalkinguk.com. <laughs> so just so it makes a noise. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's going to get a barrage of emails now. Uh, <laughs> well, never mind. It's all part of the fun. Uh, yeah, no, great story, actually. I know, and the next story is mm. uh, is, not, is another good news story for Boeing. Is it? Excellent. Mm. Yes, this is on Flight Global uh, again, and uh, or not again, sorry, for the first time uh, this year. Very exciting. Uh, Air <laughs> China to take six more 777-300ERs, Chinese carrier... Um, Chinese flag carrier Air China has reached an agreement to acquire six Boeing 777-300ERs. The airline says the twin jets will be delivered over the course of 2016-2017. Air China has 20 of the type in service, according to Flight Global's fleet's analyzer database. The carrier has ordered 15 in 2007 and agreed to take another five during 2010. What? Carriers ordered fifteen into oh the carrier ordered yes fifteen sorry <laughs> a bit but confused ordered, there yeah I did yes yeah uh, fifty it doesn't take a lot let's be honest in in two thousand seven and agreed to take another five during twenty ten and twenty thirteen all triple seven three hundred ERs are powered by uh, General Electric GE ninety engines Air China values the agreement at more than two billion dollars based on the catalogue price of the aircraft. But it says that Boeing has granted significant concessions for the acquisition. Air China says the agreement will increase its group fleet capacity by some 5% compared to the levels at the end of 2014. More good news for Boeing then. Absolutely. Absolutely yes. fantastic news there. They really are. I mean, the Airbus and Boeing, they really are sort of neck and neck. Because <laughs> yeah, every, every every week it's what, a big order for Airbus, then it's a big order for Boeing, for Boeing yeah, and that. Yeah. So, it's, it's, I mean, you, you almost feel a little bit sorry for for because the, there must be other manufacturers. Oh, yeah, there's other manufacturers. Embraer and all the other smaller. Yeah, uh, even Honda are now starting to produce uh, really? yeah, their yeah. Own jets. Yeah, yeah shame, yeah. really. Mm. So next story on Flight Global again. Mm -hmm. And the headline, Ryanair to open Belfast base. Now this story, um, we got, uh, I, I picked this one up, uh, David Harris um, sent us, um, uh, posted us in a link on Facebook, on our Facebook mm -hmm. page about this. And uh, Ryanair in March this year will launch flights between London, Gatwick and Belfast. Oh, cool. Uh, as the budget carrier opens a base in the Northern Irish city. Oh, cool. The route will be operated four times a day as part of a summer schedule, the airline says. And separately, Ryanair will add frequencies on its service between Gatwick and the Irish capital, Dublin. Really? The Boeing 737 operator claims uh, to raise its annual passenger volume at Gatwick by 60% to 1.6 million. Hmm. From London's second hub, the airline already conducts flights to Dublin, Cork and Shannon in Ireland, uh, Spanish city Seville and Caunas uh, in Lithuania. And, uh, well, this is good news for uh, for people who want to travel from Gatwick to Belfast. If I'm being brutally honest, though, the only thing that makes me a little bit nervous is uh, they do a flight from Stansted to Derry already, which is oh. one that I use on a regular basis, and I'm a little bit nervous 
that it might be because they're testing the water. Perhaps the, the yields aren't what they would like them to be. Perhaps at Darien mm. are trying another airport. And I'm just a bit nervous that that very regular flight that you can catch virtually any day of the week might be in jeopardy. Yeah, where do you fly into when you go? We Ireland. fly into Derry. You go into Derry? Or London Derry. London Derry. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you're not supposed to call it London Derry. Is that a nice airport? It's it's a bit like Norwich Airport. It's it's okay. it, it, it's it's it does exactly what it says on the tin. There's nothing wrong with it. Mm. It's absolutely fine. It's got a nice little cafe and things. It's a very small regional airport. Um, I, 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 it is a nice place to go. It mm. is, it is a nice place to land into. But, uh, Ray's just uh, pointed out something very true. Yes. Uh, if it ain't Boeing, I ain't going. Oh, <laughs> that's a good saying. That is. Is it? It's been around many years. That one. Um, no, I've not heard that one. <laughs> but then I'm quite new to the world oh, of no. aviation. It has to be Pip, Pip's uh, just uh, nipped off for a quick, uh, quick uh, breakfast break. De- breakfast break. Comfort yeah. break. Oh, Alan's now off. Alan is, is he? Alan, they've pushed back his Airbus A320, and Alan is now off. So, uh, bye, Alan. Have a good flight. Indeed, He's, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we will. We will. Uh, we will. As I say, we'll have you on the show again. We will. We'll get him on the show soon, again. But safe flight. Yes. Yes. So next story. Indeed, the next story. On Flight Global. Yes, indeed. This is, uh, uh, the headline is, um, BOC, sorry, <laughs> wrong camera. I'm trying to do it without looking. BOC Aviation orders 30 more A320s. Um, so this is, this is um, uh, A320s, that's Airbus, isn't it? That is Airbus. Yeah. <laughs> BOC well Aviation has announced, stop it. Uh, aviation <laughs> has announced an additional order for 18 A320 NEOs and 12 A320 CEO. Now, what's a CEO? Explain. Uh, it's the uh, you have um, three paragraphs to find out. So uh, <laughs> my head. The twelve A three twenty CEO family aircraft. The lesser says in a statement uh, that the order was placed in late December twenty fifteen and will help it to fulfil customer demand. This order underscores our continued confidence in the reliability and operational efficiency of the A three twenty family aircraft and reflects its popularity among our customers for short and medium long haul routes uh, short and medium haul route says BOC Aviation's chief executive Robert Martin flight global's fleet analyzer shows that BOC Aviation has 123 A320 uh, family aircraft in its portfolio and prior to the latest order had 92 more on order so they really are racking up the planes Sorry, you caught me on the hotbed completely. I was trying to think about a thousand things at once. Anyway, we should know this by now. A Neo, an A three twenty Neo, is new engine option. Option. So same three twenty, but better engine, different engine. And A three twenty CEO, current engine option. So Uh. buy an A three twenty with the with the standard bulk standard bulk standard engine on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. Yes. Ah, there we are. Well, there we are. <laughs> I'm surprised. Oh, Which Mark Harvey's oh, right. is uh, yes. in the chat room. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Mark. Yeah, it's a bit worrying, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. Yes. Oh, dear. it really, sh- it really should be the po- It should really should be the people in the chat room doing this show sometimes. Yeah, well, that, but, but we should have that as a prize for a competition we run. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that, that yeah. one of the uh, one of the maybe guests an idea for the for the hundredth episode. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, on that note, anybody in the chat room, if you've got any ideas that don't involve any money, because we're both poor <laughs> we're after both Christmas, poor, yeah. Um, if, if anybody's got yeah. any ideas about what we could do over for our one. Hundredth episode that doesn't yeah, any ideas. Email um, them. Let us know what you, what you think we should do for our hundred episode. Definitely. Ideally, something in the UK, obviously, 
<laughs> but uh, abseiling whilst recording a show is going to no, be out of the window because yeah, yeah. obviously Matt uh, hasn't got a long enough USB cable. No, I don't. That, so. No, definitely not. No. And I don't know how we get the generator on the bungee cords and all that kind no, of thing. It's all no. a bit terrifying. Anything involving heights, I get vertigo on a chair, so uh, that would be out also. Uh, <laughs> do you know what we could do? We could, we could always uh, we could rent uh, the uh, Cessna one seven two from the Flying Club, yes. and uh, you, if you sit in the back, we'll we'll take the your MiFi thing. From yes. the coach uh, with the Wi-Fi, and we'll do a live show <laughs> whilst flying around. Around, <laughs> ironically, that would probably cost us more money than getting yeah. on a plane and doing it in. Oh God, yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, the cost so element. So an hour, hour in the one seven two. Yeah, uh, hour in the one seven two. Oh, hello, the calculators come on. I'm just going to have a look now. Yeah, so, it's like, ironic. Well, you could probably fly to Malta and go and do it from the museum. Oh, for oh, I'm just getting the. Oh, I'm just getting the uh, for the same amount of money. I'm just getting my flying clubs price list. Oh, up, bye, so. Tony. Tony's got to uh, dash off. Oh, to bye, work, Tony. But uh, have a good shift. Thank bye you, bye, Tony. thank you, Tony. Um, an hour in the one seven two oh, duel. Dear. So this, it's one hundred eighty seven quid. This is fascinating radio, isn't it? One hundred eighty seven <laughs> pounds. <laughs> right. Okay. Um, plus our our Wi Fi expenses for the the Wi Fi is free. That's, oh, that's fine. Free. Yeah. So it's one hundred eighty seven quid then. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, you're talking a couple hundred quid, and we'll do a, we'll do the hundredth episode. Oh my goodness! Okay, <laughs> yeah. uh, maybe now's a good time to plug oh, the new Patreon do, function yeah. on our on our website. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. We'll, but we'll, we'll, do, co- we'll, we'll cover that later. later. Yeah, absolutely. Oh dear. Right. Anyway, on to the next story. Uh, so the next story then is on the tra- the Telegraph Travel uh, website, and this is a story that was uh, in the news feeds earlier on this week, and I I, I saw this actually watched the video because there's a video for this uh, on. Uh, it's on YouTube as well. Mm. And passenger horror is the headline as plane door left open. Uh, a Korean passenger jet was forced uh, to turn around after a door was left open and video sh- uh, footage was taken showing air rushing through the gap <gasps> in the door. Oh the airplane was flying at around 10,000 feet and had to make a turnaround when one of its doors was uh, found to be left open with passengers capturing the terrifying noise of the rushing air on video and describing scenes of chaos on board. Wow. The windy sound was heard on board the uh, Jin Air 737-800 carrying 163 passengers which officials admitted was due to a gap in the door mm. uh, one passenger on the route to South Korea took mobile phone footage from inside the plane obviously had it on flight mode at the mm. time Of course, uh, a whistling sound of air escaping through a crack between the fuselage and the door is audible on the video that's uh, what is it the, uh, he said uh, well he, Jeff McDonald, an American who's worked in South Korea for eight years, told the Telegraph travel site that he was on the flight and saw a small boy, in, uh, small boy rolling back and forth holding his ears. Uh, in hindsight, I think he was really in pain and wasn't overacting. I suppose mm. the air change there would, would have been Well, we were saying, tame. weren't we? We were saying beforehand, it, the crazy thing is, is I'm amazed there wasn't an alarm going on because surely the cabin wasn't pressurizing properly. I mean, there must have been some, something must have been wrong with regard to sensors and things like that. Yeah, there are sensors on the flight deck. I'm pretty sure mm. Pip will back us up on this, but yeah. there are sensors on the flight deck which tell the cabin or tell the uh, flight deck mm. when when but the doors even, are not shut. But even if the sensor it was engaged, so it said the door was, you know, as far as the cabin was concerned, the door was shut. I mean, surely, mm. I mean, surely somebody must have said to the air 
air crew that this door, you know, there's a lot of draft coming around from this door. Mm. And then somebody somewhere, if they'd reported that to the captain and thinking, yeah, I'm getting unusual readings from the cabin pressurising. Yeah. I mean, it must have had an effect on how the, how the plane was pressurised. Yeah, it wouldn't have pressurised. Yeah, I mean, pressurized. this is such a bizarre story. Mm. Um, you almost wouldn't have thought it would be possible. And also the 737-A, you know, it, okay, it's, it's, it's slightly getting on old now, but it's a relatively new aircraft uh, I don't know quite how old this aircraft in particular was, but it uh, is a new one. Uh, well, we've got some we've got some folk from the chat room here. Yeah, absolutely, we've got some ideas for our one hundredth episode. Okay, what uh, somebody they? was suggesting a, a coach tour, a coach tour, a coach tour, uh, a plane talking UK co- coach, coach tour, tour of uh, of uh, the UK. Uh, mm. I'm not sure we could do that in one episode, but uh, it's an idea. <laughs> it is an idea. One out there. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I'm not sure quite. I think ironically, that probably cost us nearly as much to do that in the coach as it would be for us to go up in the plane. I don't think uh, we should we should say what Pip's put there. No, really? What's Pip? Uh... Oh no, absolutely <laughs> not. Well, that's, that's a that's a real treat for everyone in the chat room. If uh, you're in the chat to say, room, we're yeah. glad that Pip's not on webcam. Indeed, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know the new trim version. Who knows? I know. Uh, anyway, well, that, after their trip, I don't <laughs> think so. I, I saw what they got up to uh, whilst Did they you? were whilst they were there. Really, yeah, it was uh, it was a scary, scary, really thing. scary. Okay. Anyway, on to the penultimate story of the uh, commercial section, and this is a top ten. Woo! Is it a top ten? Yeah, it is, yes, yeah. absolutely. And uh, it's on Aviation Media is the uh, website, and uh, the headline. Uh, or the or the top ten is is the top ten most annoying things people do on flights have ah. been revealed. So we all love tr- uh, we all love flying, right? But sometimes the behaviour of fellow passengers can make the onboard experience a little less pleasant or even a misery. And the clever folk at London City Airport can now reveal the top ten things they do that we find most annoying. Its findings, based on a recent passenger survey, discovered that when taking a flight, many of us wait anxiously to see who we're sitting next to uh, in case it's someone you might try to strike up conversation, complain a lot, or swear in front of the kids. Uh, Are you considerate of your fellow passengers, or do you recline your seat when the person behind you is trying to tuck into their in-flight meal, asks the airport. Um, People who recline their seat um, came appeared in this top ten, so I I will stop that there. Somewhere around here. There we go, it's there. There we we go. go. So here is the full top ten. so uh, in at number ten. So at number ten, then of the uh, the, the top ten of the worst things people do on planes, Indeed. is hogging the window and blocking the view. Oh. Wow, there we go. Number so, uh, nine. And number nine, swearing without a care for who is in earshot. Yes, now that does really yeah. wind me up. I mean, it might, if uh, I've had uh, school children do that to me before now, and I've really let rip because I really hate it. I don't mind if they swear. Really? You yeah. in do? <sighs> really? <laughs> really? It's just well, no. The trouble is, is like because I, I, I the, the issue is because I've got lots of very young children, lots of very old children. What I try to explain to them is like, whilst you're amongst your own group, that's fine. Do whatever you like, but just bear in mind that you know there's a lot of younger children on this particular. Anyway, by the way, this uh, th- this next one I, I really hate. So this is at number eight. So at number eight is putting their feet in the gaps between the seats so they poke you in the shoulder. Ooh, I've that, never had any. 
anybody do yeah, that a, to me? That, that would drive one. me absolutely bananas. Number seven. Number seven, constantly getting up to retrieve items from the overhead Head lockers. lockers. Which is all right if you're in the end seat. Yeah. Um, which I tend to, because um, when me and mum uh, travel together, we I usually sit on the end seat just so that I can get every, get up and get everything out. Um, you know, we try and book an end, sort of an aisle seat, if you see what I mean. And, uh, number six. At number six, it is forgetting their manners when getting off the plane. They don't care as long as they're first in the passport queue. This mm. one just, just yeah. baffles me beyond yeah. belief. Uh, because I, as you know, Matt, are one of those people, apart from the fact I want to go and see on the flight deck before we go, <laughs> but I'm one of those people, I, I just sit there and let everyone push each other and yeah. punch each other and chuck bags in each other's yeah. faces whilst I sit in my seat and, and wait for them all absorb to the experience. Off, yeah. And then I get off myself. <laughs> and at number five... Uh, talking loudly to their travel companions so they can hear, or so they can't hear yourself think. So you can't hear yourself think. <laughs> Number yeah. four. Carrying hand luggage that is clearly too big, uh, <laughs> so some poor person has to put theirs in, in the, the hold. hold. Yes. Hmm. Number three. Number three is being rude to cabin crew. A yes. thank you costs nothing. Now, this is one that really, really grabs yeah. my goat because I Absolutely. hate yeah. seeing people being rude to cabin because they well, you are. hate people being rude unnecessarily full is stop it's not really just cabin annoying. crew yeah, really annoying absolutely uh, at number two planting their elbows firmly on their armrest to leave no room for you <laughs> yeah that's true yes, yes and finally at number one reclining their seat so far back they are practically in your lap mm-hmm yeah, actually, I, I I can tell you a story about that. I was flying to uh, New Zealand with Air Malaysia or Malaysian Airline Air, Airways. Airlines, absolutely, Airlines, absolutely fantastic flight. Uh, apart from, um, I just um, we'd literally just taken off, and um, the lady uh, was showing me how you recline the seat and and did, and it wouldn't go. And I looked behind me, and the gentleman went, "Yeah, but you won't be doing that." And I was like, <laughs> Okay, and then the problem that I had is the lady directly behind, directly in front of me, immediately reclined her seat, and it's all I could do to actually read the screen. It's well, uh, nothing to do with the air air crew, and and they, she was absolutely horrified, and I told her not to worry about it. Um, and I said because it's really not an issue, but it's just oh, it just. Uh, it was just it was so uncomfortable because I was literally in the end. Actually, the, the cabin crew were really nice to me. They let me come and sort of hang around the galley at the back because mm. it was I was so uncomfortable and all, all just because somebody literally and he literally held it like that. You won't be doing that. And it's like no, I think I know what I'd say. Well, yeah, I know. There we go. You're Can't a lot. You're a lot. You're a lot braver than I am. <laughs> um, yes, I, I always, I always, I'm, I always have the thing in my head that uh, if someone's going to be annoying like that, then I'll make sure that I'm annoying in front of everyone. And put them at the uh, front of my annoyance pile, yeah. so that everyone can see. Uh, can see. But What's there we go. Definite armrest. Uh, definite armrest code. What's that? I'm just trying to read that. Oh, read uh, we've got some uh, what comments in the chat room. Yeah. For, for what our uh, listeners weren't like, and uh, yeah. Ryan Harper's put recliners who don't ask first. Ah, uh, yes. Okay. Uh, Pilot Pip has put my absolute. This has got to be my top number one. Yeah. And a screaming kids. <laughs> yes. If there's one yeah. thing I hate, and it's it's mum and dads who just sit mm. there and just totally oblivious to their kids screaming. screaming. Their head off. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and one of the things that annoys me is is children who can't. They, they they can't seem to, to talk. Every sentence has got to be shouted at. Yeah. So that really annoys yeah. me as well. But anyway, uh, what else have we got? Tony S has put people who are dressed in beach clothes. Really? 
<laughs> that seems a bit harsh. <laughs> but that's that's a kind of safety issue, Matt. Because oh, is it? Well, yeah. I mean, when you say beach clues, I, I assume you don't mean just shorts. Vest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen it before. See, uh, I normally travel in shorts and t-shirt. Now, Jeff, Jeff came up with something in one of his shows quite a few episodes back mm. last year. Very true. This is Matt. If you yeah. if you think about this in in uh, in a realistic sort of term, when you're flying, if if and this is yeah. a massive if, yeah. huge if, the sun's in my eyes there. Yeah. If something was to happen and say the aircraft was to say go down in water and you were to escape said aircraft, yeah, um, into the water, would you rather be in the water wearing a nice, you know, or would you rather be in a life raft wearing yeah. a nice pair of jeans, jumper? coat or whatever or, or you know or in a pair of shorts and a bit in a vest yeah i suppose so yeah i, I don't know i i, I guess i i dress i dress on the grounds that if something like that were to happen that's almost you know it's such a hopefully an almost impossible occurrence i mean i know it does happen it's just some the trouble is, is I, do, I, I do struggle if it, if the plane is very very hot um, and quite often they're not cool, if you see what I mean. And so the the extra layers is more just to make it comfortable for everyone else. Pip's put there. To be fair, there's little you can do with screaming kids. Yeah, well, there is Pip. No, there isn't. <laughs> there That's isn't. what overhead bins were made for. No, that is not what overhead <laughs> bins were for. Ladies and gentlemen, all those that have children, I'd like to I'd like to apologise on behalf of the Plain Talking UK podcast uh, for Carlos's outrageous Can we just can we comments. just say Paul Tricker has put that in his defence. Uh, of kids, he would just like to say that his little three-year-old boy was well-behaved on their first flight. Fantastic! Yeah, actually, those my, children are my cousin. My cousins, but I see it's the same old story because the kids that are causing absolute chaos are usually the kids that are somewhat lacking in discipline uh, at yeah. home. If you sort of mean, I mean, look, my my little cousin, uh, the first flight that they ever took, and that was only a little short sort of flop, sort of flight over to to yeah. Ireland, um, and uh, he did cry a little bit because of the sort of pain. I suppose because at the end of the day, they don't understand what's happening with the pressure pressurizing, and it is tor- it, it is real torture for little kids and stuff. <laughs> But it's all about, it's all about, hello, he's quite something else in the chat room. But it's all about, um, you know, sort of how that child reacts. And, 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 and he just had a little bit of a whinge and then he just sort of sat there. He didn't look very happy, bless him, but he wasn't screaming the place down. And, you know, that, a lot of that's down to the parents, I think. Mash has put, Mash is in the chat room. She's put, um, if on long haul flights, uh, she, uh, she takes her shoes off, especially when trying to sleep. Uh, how do you mean? Take your shoes off. Because you, you obviously you you're, um, they tell you to walk to keep sort of very fairly active when you're um, yeah. when you're flying long haul because mm. of the uh, was it deep vein deep vein thrombosis yeah. yeah yeah so obviously if your if your feet are in tight trainers or shoes mm. or something and that you know to let the blood circulate a bit better it is mm. handy to take your shoes off. Um, yeah, but I can think of several issues with yeah, that. If you've had, if you've had a long day, shall we say? <laughs> no, okay, splendid. Um, right. So I'm just reading through the. Um, Are you? Yeah. Uh, passengers don't seem to like it. Passengers when... don't seem to like it when we start screaming. screaming. Good, Good fun, fun though, though yeah. pilot pips, but. <laughs> <laughs> what from the flight deck from the flight yeah. deck yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah that would be kind of worrying there be slightly yeah, well done, yeah absolutely uh, did you see that story um, in fact I'll try, I'll try and bring it up in a second um, somebody uh, 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 was it I don't know whether it was you or, or Simon that put it on the Facebook feed about somebody the, oh, the, 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 the BA the, flight the, the where, BA flight yeah. where the woman screamed um, there's a bomb, there's a bomb on board or yeah, something like yeah, that. I did see that. That yeah. was absolutely yeah. outrageous, wasn't yeah. it? Well, she deserved all she got. So yes, absolutely. Out there, but 
So the last, the last story, the last, uh, we've got quite a, quite a huge kind of triple top ten kind of thing. <laughs> Paul suggested starting it uh, as you, uh, screaming as, as you start your descent. Bound <laughs> to be fun. <laughs> Blimey. We've got some really we fun have, listeners yes, we have. Indeed, yes. Oh, uh, dear. None of that sounds very safe. Anyway, sorry, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. So, Matt, the... Yes. The, uh, yeah, so this is the uh, final story, and it's on the Telegraph um, in their travel section. And this is uh, the world's safest and least safe airlines have been revealed. So let's scroll down to the list because the, the I don't want to read it because the first one's right. So an annual survey of the world's biggest airlines has seen a certain airline named as the world's safest for the third year running. Um, so we have got, uh, we've got, well, we've got kind of, it's the, the world's 20, uh, yep, absolutely. airlines. We've got the world's 20 best airlines. We've got the world's absolutely. Uh, and, th- and this is in order. Now, now some of this actually surprised me genuinely because it's like, um, this, the actual, the, the top, the top ones here, these are in name order. Oh, are they? Yeah. The, the, uh, the world's 20 safest airlines in alphabetical order. This one here. Okay, Bar Qantas. <laughs> okay, right. So there was a, there was a one standout winner essentially um, of the top, which has been named the safest safest yeah. airline, which is Air Qantas or Qantas or Qantas Airways yeah, Australia. Uh, and then the rest are just in alphabetical order, so it doesn't actually specify uh, which. Are. So we'll st- we'll uh, we'll work our way around in alphabetical order. Uh, so, but those that f- feature in said. Top 20, 20 safest 20 airlines. safest airlines yeah. so if you are flying anywhere these are the ones that are recommended and uh, so we're number so we uh, well we we'll just run cause through cuz just run, run through it cuz it's uh, so, so it's we'll Air New Zealand uh, Alaska uh, Airlines uh, Al Nippon Airlines American Airlines uh, it's Cathay Pacific Airlines yeah Emirates uh, Eth- Etihad Airways Eva Air Finnair Hawaiian Airlines Japan Airlines KLM uh, Lufthansa Scandinavian Airlines, Singapore Airlines, Swiss Air, uh, United Airlines, Virgin Atlantic, and Virgin Australia. There we go. So if we go down and we've got the world's 10 safest budget mm. airlines yeah, in alphabetical order. Again, these are all in alphabetical order. So these are people that appeared in the list deemed to be the safest budget, budget airlines. airlines yeah. So uh, if you are looking to save a few pennies, then the best way to do, do the best carriers to choose are Aer Lingus, Flybe, uh, HK Express, uh, JetBlue, uh, Jetstar Australia, Thomas Cook, uh, TUI Fly, Virgin America, uh, Volaris, and WestJet. Mm. So there we go. And the last one, uh, mm. this is going to be a bit more difficult. This is the 10 airlines awarded just one star for safety in alphabetical oh order. So if you can essentially avoid flying with these airlines, um, and uh, Batic Air, uh, Blue Wing Airlines, uh, CityLink, CalStar Aviation. Lion Air. Now, that surprised me. Yeah, Lion, Lion Air. Air are quite a big car, actually. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, S- uh, Jaya Air. <laughs> I'm so glad you got that one. Uh, Transnusa. Trigana Air Service. Uh, Wings Air. And Express Air. Now, mm. Pip's put on there, that's a nonsense list. What's it based on? Well, these are based on a survey that was done by, if I'm just scrolling back to the yeah. top here. Uh, here we go. Um, Sorry, I should have read that out. There we go. 
This is on the... Air, AirlineRatings.com. So it's an yeah, independent plane safety and product rating website. So that, that those details... Um, yeah, so the list below for a full breakdown were compiled by AirlineRatings.com. AirlineRatings.com. So, um, yes, if you want to look into to why they've placed that place out there and where the statistics and stuff come from i'm quite sure that will be listed on there maybe we should have researched that ourselves but so it's good quantizer there anyway absolutely yeah, yeah definitely although as i say i have a feeling it's going to cause slight controversy in the chat room <laughs> it already has sound of it. it already has okay. so um that's where we're going to bring the commercial segment to a close uh, for this week yep uh, we have got a segment, segment from Pilot We Pip. have indeed. We yes. also have some listener voice feedback to oh, play you as well. Excellent. And we've also got, obviously, some military news coming up. Absolutely. Uh, so those of you guys in the chat room, stay in the chat room. We'll be yep. back. And, uh, yes, well, we're going to come back to you right after this. Find this and other great shows at the Aviation Media Network. The Voices in Your Head. Aviation media has long been the domain of the newspapers and magazines. Well, not anymore. I'm Steve Fisher. And I'm Grant McCarran, and we're bringing aviation right into your radio. Yes, we're making aviation cool and interesting for everyone. Hang on, aviation's always been cool. Check this out. How cool is this? Crash, crash, turn that down. Here at Plane Crazy Down Under, we've got pilots, engineers, air traffic controllers, industry leaders, even politicians dropping by to talk to us about the amazing world of aviation right here in Australia and occasionally in New Zealand as well. Wow, that's cooler than I thought, mate. Find us at planecrazydownunder.com, on iTunes, or lurking about on other people's podcasts just like this one. We've got crazy accents and lots of great aviation content. And we promise not to talk about the cricket. No, never. Not the cricket. Quack, 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 quack. <laughs> what is cricket anyhow? Something we win a lot. Oh, there oh. we go. <laughs> the Plane Talking UK podcast is a voluntary project that aims to keep you informed with the latest aviation-related stories from news wires across the globe. Producing our content does cost money, though. If you enjoy our show, why not help us keep on the air by making a donation towards the server and website hosting fees through PayPal? Any contributions would be greatly appreciated. Are you an Amazon user? If so, why not do your shopping through the link on our website? There's no cost to yourself, and Amazon pay us a small referral fee on qualifying purchases. To find out more about the show and to meet the team, take yourself to our website, www.plaintalkinguk.com. Or find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash plaintalkinguk, on Twitter via at plaintalkinguk, or get in touch via email on podcast at plaintalkinguk.com. Thanks, Thanks for, for listening. listening. We have a little bit of an announcement ourselves. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Uh, for those of you guys and girls who listen to the Airplane Geeks podcast, uh, you may have heard on there this week uh, on their last episode. I think mm -hmm. it was that one. Yeah, the, the one just before the one they've just released. So yeah. the one they done uh, at Christmas, just the last one at Christmas time. Yeah. Uh, Stephen Grant announced that they were going to be. Um, they're not going to be doing any more across the pond segments for the Airplane Geeks. Oh. Uh, this is due to uh, their work commitments, obviously, yeah. and everything they've they've uh, got. Mm. Uh, you know, 
their private lives and everything they do, yeah, their yeah. jobs and stuff. Uh, so they're not going to be doing their across the pond segments anymore for the airplane geeks. Mm. Um, and uh, what uh, Stephen Grant have said uh, is that they are going to be concentrating more on obviously. Uh, producing their own show, the PCDU, oh, Playing fantastic. Crazy Down Under yeah. show. Because uh, those of you who uh, listen to the PCDU show will know that last year they only released a few episodes. Yeah, yeah. Um, a so, real shame. A real shame. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, they, they, ha they have both said uh, that they are going to concentrate and, and push the content out for their show this yep. year. So we look forward to hearing from those guys uh, Get some shows out there. PCDU yeah. for this year, for 2016. Yeah, because they, they did they did a load for Avalon, didn't they? And they yes, were absolutely yeah. brilliant. Yeah. Um, and then I think, there was, was it one after that? I can't remember, but there's yeah, not they've, been they've much. Done, yeah, they've done yeah. the Avalon shows, and that, that yeah. was it for last year. But a real uh, show. So a shame for the, a, the, the for Airplane Geeks, airplane geeks yeah, obviously. Yeah, because they've been, I mean, I think they've been doing the Across the Pond segment mm. now since... 2008, 2009. Yeah. And I must say, like Grant's that. been very generous with his time yeah. with us on several yeah. occasions, which has been great. He's joined us for a few shows, and those who've who've listened obviously know he's great value uh, in the show. Uh, hopefully, we can get Steve on one day as well. But uh, if they can fit us in, it sounds like they've got a busy time ahead. Yeah, definitely, yeah, definitely. But absolutely. we'll um, we'll in the course of this year, we'll have obviously have uh, Grant, mm. and hopefully, we'll try and get Steve on the show. Yes, uh, at some point, yeah. uh, maybe even year. both of them, or both of them at the yeah, same time. Absolutely. That'd be good. I yeah. can do that. Yeah. I'm sure I can do two Skype calls. That doesn't sound too complicated, right? No, I'm sure you can handle that, Matt. Man of your man of your stature. Absolutely, it will be fine. Actually, we have a, a very brief announcement uh, uh, of our own. Also, we have now joined the world of Patreon. Patreon. A yeah. few people in the in, but not only the chat room, but also in on uh, the contact that we get via email um, with regard to um, our content that we release on iTunes, etc. Um, and uh, yes, we now do have a Patreon account. So if you are interested in becoming a Patreon member to our show, it is Patreon dot com forward slash plain talking uk um we'll put the links obviously on our facebook page and on our website in fact the link for the website is already on there so if you go to www.plaintalkinguk.com on the front page there where we've got our amazon links and um our uh, paypal button we've also got now a patreon button so if you would like to very generously contribute towards each show the show will remain free we're very 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 keen uh, we have had uh, interest in advertising uh, but we're very keen to try not to do that because we yeah. quite like the fact that it doesn't have advertising on we so, do I uh, hate but adverts if, yeah I <laughs> hate adverts so if you guys other than our own obviously and our friends we don't mind that so much um, but, but uh, yeah so if anybody's up for contributing and becoming a Patreon member any contribution uh, will be greatly greatly appreciated and also, uh, Matty Fab in the chat room has just pointed out something very a faux pas that I just made. It's actually the Oz Desk, not Is the Across it? the Pond segment. So, okay. it's, yes, it's they do the Oz Desk for, uh, oh, for Airplane Geeks. I should know this. I've been listening to the Airplane Geeks <laughs> since the first episode. <laughs> My God. What are you like? I know, I know. Yes. I have these blonde moments. Indeed. Even yeah, though I'm not actually blonde. Well, it's um, more, more white it's now. More, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's it's Look, ladies and gentlemen, he's taking his baseball that's, cap uh, off. That's yeah. what being married does for you. Oh, that's um, a terrible thing to say. The wife's at work. Yeah, <laughs> you're such a so, uh, and she doesn't listen to the show. No, no, indeed, yes. So I only went only as an aid to sleep. Yeah. yeah. So we're, no, we're, we're, I would like, I'd like, just like to point out as well, you know, that we we obviously will never the, the episodes will never be a charged episode no, no, on on no, iTunes no, no. because because that's just really silly. Yeah. The Patreon thing, as Matt said, is, is just a way of us to well, just to cover the server fees mm. and yep. obviously our web uh, website hosting yep. fees. And also mm. enables us to do the shows from the air shows that we yeah. do at Riyadh and Farnborough yeah. and the other ones that we do through yes. the year. Because even with media passes, they aren't free. 
No, so. no, the travel's not free anyway. No, 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 but uh, oh, on that point, we have managed, or I managed this week, yeah. at the last minute, thanks mm. to Dan Hannington. Yes. Uh, I know Dan's not in the chat room today. But uh, because of a post that I saw on uh, Facebook, what Dan, Dan had put mm. on uh, Facebook, um, for some reason I'd left it till the last minute to book our accommodation for Riyadh this year. Uh, and luckily I managed to get the last available uh, bed and breakfast hotel that was within uh, 11 miles of oh, Riyadh. Wow. Yeah, well um, done. Yeah. For me and Matt uh, for, the, yep. for the show this year. Well, we're hoping to make two big air shows this year. Yeah, Farnborough, we? we're obviously going to be at Farnborough yeah, because yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Captain well, Jeff's going to be there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you'll, you'll definitely be there. I'll and I'm there, very yeah. much hoping yeah. to be there also. You will so. be there. No, <laughs> I, shall, I shall hunt your boss down. <laughs> Come and find <laughs> me. Yeah, absolutely. So fingers, fingers and toes crossed because it's all... Uh, it's all it's all there, but uh, yes. Uh, anyway, enough of all this. Yep. It's time now to welcome back, even though he's had an absolutely insanely, insanely busy week, <laughs> uh, oh, busy dear. enjoying himself, because uh, those of you who watch um, uh, Airline Pilot Guy will know uh, that... Uh, the lovely Jeff was uh, surprised. He was oh, very much surprised. He was very much surprised. It was a very emotional show, as we mentioned at the beginning. Yeah. But uh, he's literally just arrived back here in the UK, and uh, he has very kindly sent us a segment. So if you're ready, ladies and gentlemen, it's time to welcome the legend that is Pilot Pip. Plane safety from the flight deck with Pilot Pip. Hi Plane Talking UK listeners, it's Pip here with a very short but very special segment for Matt and Carlos. I'm sitting here in the La Carreta Cuban restaurant in Miami. I'm sure by now you're aware that we came down to Miami to, to surprise Jeff on his 200th episode. Uh, unfortunately the big man's not here, he's already gone home, but I do have the best two from the APG team. Uh, Rick here is with me, as is Dr. Steph, and of course the other two of the three amigos, Captain Nick and Captain Al. So... Uh, this is a bit off the cuff, but I thought we'd just go around the table and each of the guys is going to give you a, a quick one-minute story or a safety tip or a, a something. I have no idea. Let's, let's, uh, let's start with the best and Let's go with Mr. Miami Rick. Hey, everybody. Hey, Pip. Thank you so much for uh, thinking of me about uh, sharing this little bit of a little story that, uh, that happened. Well, um, the, the, the reason why I thought about uh, this particular um, little story here was because... Uh, a couple of months ago, uh, one of our more senior pilots, he's now retired, but just before he retired, uh, he was flying into Miami, and um, he, um, he, was, uh, he was offered a, an ILS into runway 30 here. Uh, now, bear in mind that where we park, our, our ramp area, the cargo area here at the airport, is at the end of runway 27. So... Uh, had he landed on runway 30, which is what he was going to do, he was on the ILS, on the localizer, on glide slip, coming down, uh, he would have had to, you know, do the rollout, taxi back on runway 30 to the beginning of runway 30 to hang a right on runway 27, then go all the way uh, down runway 27 and, you know, park at a ramp. And so the control tower, knowing that our parking spot is at the end of 27, offered uh, this captain a uh, visual approach to runway 27. And the captain accepted. Now, this was at the end of a very, very long flight, a multi-sector day. Uh, the crew was tired. Uh, it wasn't. Uh, it, it wasn't a. Uh, you know, very, very late in the evening. Very even late at night. And so the crew was tired. Their situational awareness wasn't where it was supposed to be. And so the 
captain, who was the pilot flying, decided to not disengage the automation, keep the automation on, and um, select vertical speed on the mode control panel, and he put the altitude window, the altitude selector, at zero feet, because he needed to get down quick, which is a huge, huge no-no. So he put that at zero feet, selected vertical speed, and entered a 1,200, 1,300 foot a minute descent with no practical uh, floor or safety uh, altitude on his MCP pre-selected. And uh, the pilot monitoring didn't uh, react to this, and they got into a situation where the Grand Prix Security Warning System uh, advised them that they had, uh, you know, terrain and buildings up ahead. Um, it got to the point where the Grand Prix Security Warning System said terrain pull up, they did the escape maneuver, uh, they got revectored around, and eventually landing or landed on runway 27. Now, what's the moral to the story? If you are tired, if you are already on a final approach uh, portion of a flight, if you're set to go, ready to land, then don't accept last minute changes. I know I don't, because if you are tired, <laughs> if you are tired, uh, you might not uh, perform up to par. So if you're already set to go, you got the runway inside, you're ready to land, just go ahead and do that. And if it's going to take a little bit longer to taxi back around and go park, then just deal, deal with it on the ground. Don't do last-minute changes like that Alaska airplane did landing on that taxiway. So last-minute changes, big no-no. Well done. Thank you, Rick. Very good stuff. Uh, we're laughing there because Al was being uh, a little bit rude to Rick there, giving him virtual rickets. How day. <laughs> Thanks, Rick. Okay, who's next? I'll Nick? Next. Al? Okay, here we go. Al. Right, you accuse Rick of going on. You keep it short. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> now, my, mine is, uh, is uh, a relatively short and straightforward, right, if, a, if a little mundane. Um, for all the listeners who, uh, who sort of general aviation flight or fly on any other aeroplane, there's only one constant in aviation, and that's time. So when you're doing your cross-country flying and you suddenly find yourself in that sort of feeling where actually I'm a little bit uncertain as to where I am here, I'm not prepared to admit to everybody that I'm lost, but I'm kind of like getting this feeling that I'm not where I, I think I should be. Well, if you knew five minutes ago exactly where you were, you can only be five minutes away from that point. So just draw a mental five-minute circle on your chart, and you will be within that five-minute circle. It's as simple as that. Top tip there from the captain. Uh, Carlos, take note. I know you're doing your navigation training at the moment. Good captain, Nick. Wow, hi there. Um, this is just uh, kind of general uh, airmanship. So you're sitting there on takeoff. Uh, what's the last thing that should be really going through your mind? not really what you're about to do on the SID, etc, etc. It's what to do on the rejection. So the last thing I do before I open those throttles is to do a little quick mental recall of my actions in the case of a rejection. And exactly the same on an approach. Almost as I'm coming down towards the flare, I'm thinking to myself, if something happens here and I need to go around, these are the actions I'm going to do, this is what I'm going to say. And so that when it does happen, and I've seen it happen, uh, particularly go-arounds, in completely unexpected occasions, it can turn into um, a complete disaster very quickly if you're not prepared and uh, not prepared to uh, take the right actions. 
Thank you very much. And uh, save the best, the most glamorous for last. Dr. Steph, Dr. Steph, do you have something for the uh, Plain Talking UK listeners? Sure, I can uh, go over, relate a little bit of a story and, you know, bring it back to the safety side of things as well. Um, Basically, it just comes back to good decision making, which has already been touched on uh, quite a bit here. Um, And not to be so set on what your plan is, but to have some flexibility. And the the particular instance I'm thinking about is the first real long solo cross-country flight I took. I was flying from uh, Greenville, which is... I forget how many miles this was, but it was to, to Asheville, North Carolina. It was going to take me about three hours in a 172. So quite a bit of a long flight. And I had it all planned out. I was very meticulous about it. I didn't have very many, very many hours at the time. First time flying into the mountains, essentially. So I was really concerned about terrain. And then a whole bunch of things happened that delayed my departure time. Weather delayed it. The weather wasn't as good as it was forecast while I was en route. I ended up getting into the mountains after it was dark. And it all worked out fine, but I remember, I mean, just as I was flying, there were a lot of things that I was really nervous and concerned about, and in hindsight, it might have been, you know, some of the things I, I, like, I knew I was going to be getting in later than anticipated, but the weather was worse along the course than it was forecast to be, nothing that was illegal or, you know, but just coming into nighttime, it it probably would have been a good idea just to stop, turn back, rest somewhere for for the rest of the day. So um, nothing about this particular flight that was unsafe, but just stuff that was in the back of my head that, you know, can give you some cause for concern. So don't ever be so focused on a plan or think I have to get there, I have to make it, I have to do this. Um, If something doesn't doesn't seem right to you or doesn't feel right, you can always go for plan B. Super stuff, uh, flying within the, the bounds of your knowledge and experience, I think is the message. Super. Uh, well, I think that's, uh, that's it for this little segment. Back to Matt and Carlos in the studio from a hot and sticky Miami. We'll see you next time. All right. Cheerio. Bye. Cheerio. Bye. Wow. Wow. There we wow. go. <laughs> that was absolutely amazing. Oh. I can't get over that. Thanks, that's so Pip. good. Oh, Pip, mate, you're a star for sorting that one no, out. Well done, that Pip. Was great. Well done, and uh, thank you very much to everyone who contributed. Yeah, there. yeah. Thanks to Dr. Steph and Miami God. Rick and Captain Al. And I've, I've come Captain over Nick. all a bit. I've come all over a bit unnecessary. <laughs> that was brilliant. That nice was one, really Pip. good. The, the yeah. ambience as well in the background yeah, with all lovely. the uh, Love it. the clinking of uh, various yeah, things absolutely. in the restaurant and stuff. Ma- really makes good. Makes me cry, crave a pint. Thank goodness it's dry January. Well, we have got a pint. We've got a pint of coffee. We have. We have. Matt's been very good and got us got us coffee. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. As mm. I say, it was a bit scary there because it's like because we neither of us had heard it because you've usually at least listened to Pip segment. Yeah, it, yeah. Sort of listen yeah. to it when it comes in, but no, fantastic. Oh, well Thank, done, Pip. Great work there, Pip. Thank you very, very much. Oh, Ryan's got to go. So, bye, Ryan yeah. Harper. Thanks for joining us, Ryan. Yeah, absolutely. yeah. Thanks for yeah, that. Cheers, Ryan. Yeah, have a good day. Okay, on to our uh, penultimate section. We've got them still to come. We do have uh, some listener feedback. But we it's do. It's time now for the military section. So, if you are ready, the legend that is Carlos. I am ready to go. Excellent. Let's do this. Let's do this. So kicking off then our first story for this week on the military segment and on Flight Global site and the headline France reportedly confirms uh, C-130J by 
So the French defence minister Jean-Yves Lerjean has reportedly oh, done quite well there. You did. Has reportedly <laughs> given the green light for Paris. A bit. <laughs> I know. For Paris, I won't be able to do it again. No. <laughs> uh, they've been given the green light for Paris's acquisition of four Lockheed Martin C-130J Hercules transports to plug a capability shortfall caused by the Airbus Defence and Space A400M. Uh, and its inability to provide in-flight refueling for helicopters. Following an authorization from the U.S. State Department in November 2015 to proceed with the sale, news agency Reuters quotes Lejeune as speaking during a French uh, a visit to French forces station in Jordan as confirming the deal will go ahead. French aircraft are deployed in the Middle East uh, as part of Operation Shamal, its fight uh, against uh, Islamic State uh, forces in Iraq and Syria. A notice published uh, by the U.S. Defense Secretary Cooperation Agency in November uh, noted Paris had requested two C-130Js and two extended-range KC-130J tankers, uh, a spare set of Rolls, uh, four Rolls-Royce AE-2100D turboprop engines and mission equipment worth $355 million. Wow. France also hopes to arm the type with uh, Lockheed's AGM-114K1A Hellfire air-to-air surface missiles uh, used aboard this air, uh, Airbus helicopter's Tiger attack rotorcraft. Uh, the A400 program has faced a number of challenges over the past years, with deliveries delayed following the crash in May of a customer aircraft MSN-23 destined for the Turkish Air, Air Force. Uh, that accident was later attributed to uh, engine software problems. Uh, Flight Global's Ascend Fleet's Analyzer database shows 156 of the Airbus tactical transports on order, with 21 delivered, and France has received 8 of a proposed 50 aircraft, with the last of which MSN 31, which was delivered on the 22nd of December. Meanwhile, a contract worth $369 million dollars um, uh, or pounds, sorry, pounds, four, uh, $541 million has been awarded uh, to three companies to continue supporting the UK Royal Air Force's fleet of C-130Js. Mm. Uh, the C-130J, the uh, latest um, um, product of, uh, of, the, of, the, of the Hercules, I should say. Uh, there we go, the picture's on the screen there. For those yeah. of you who are in the chat room, you got to see that. Love this aircraft. I really do love this aircraft. You know, the, the, the way they've got the tapered props yeah. as opposed to the old the old uh, H yeah. Hercules. I presume that's for efficiency old. purposes, is it? Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. It gives, it, gives you a bit more lift or something. And obviously, having this, this, the, they're plugging the hole, as it says, of the shortfall by the 400M, mm. which is, we've obviously covered the A400M. Yep. We saw that at Riyadh as well. Yes, we last did. Year. Yeah. Um, so it just goes to show that you know, even though the 400M is a, is you know obviously a, a jet-powered um, transport aircraft, mm. the old, good old Hercules yeah. is still you know it's still being used and still uh, you know still uh, standing against yeah. uh, the uh, the Airbus's products. So that's, yeah, really, that's good. Yeah, news. That's great. Great, great news for, for Lockheed, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Anyway, on to the next story, and this is uh, on the RAF website. Uh, and the headline is, uh, New Year's Honour for RAF Valley Squadron Commander. Um, 
It is a wing commander, Dan Beard, formerly of RAF Valley, has been awarded an OBE in the 2016 New Year's Honour list. The award was given for his exceptional commitment uh, as Officer Commanding Number 4 Reserve Squadron uh, based at uh, Royal Air Force Valley and his delivery of fast jet training on the new Hawk TMK-2 aircraft he developed a, a cadre of motivated and inspired instructors and worked to ensure trainee uh, fast jet pilots were trained uh, effectively and efficiently whilst raising flying and training standards described as calm with intellectual patience and balance his persistence also endured a good working relationship with contractors which uh, was vital during his time in command between February 2013 and February 2015 and remains crucial today. Uh, on the announcement of his award, Wing Commander Beard said, uh, whilst this came as a total surprise, I am honoured to have been recognised in this way. However, rather than a solo effort, it is, this is a reflection on all those who have worked long and hard over the past decade in the development of the Hawk TMK, or sorry, the the T Mark II capability. Sorry, I've just read that correctly for the first time. So the T <laughs> Mark II capability within the UK military flying training system. What a very humble man. I mean, to especially to a man who is literally willing to fight for his country, for Queen go. and country. Um, photo there. It is. Uh, it, it, it's a, a a real tribute, isn't it? Um, mm. To to really receive an OBE, OBE especially, yeah, yeah. Yeah. especially hopefully, and hopefully it will be Queenie that that, that gives it to him. I mm. hope because. Mm. Uh, that will mean so much more to him than than perhaps most. Um, but uh, what a wonderful trip, as I say, and very honourable because he's dedicating it to those people who've helped him over the years. What a lovely, lovely man! I know, and more more of these should be given out. Absolutely, you know. never mind these celebrities and no. all this kind of thing. Yeah, uh, you know, recognition for for people. Our who forces, do good guys work. who are in the forces. Yeah, well, and anyone yeah. that does great work with charities and all sorts. I mean, that that really should be the focus. Never mind these bankrupt M or these 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 MPs that are bankrupting us left, right, and centre. Anyway, enough about politics. Uh, <laughs> next news story on the uh, before I end up in loads of trouble on the Aviation Week <laughs> Network site. Yeah. This one and uh, Belgium and Spain to take over Baltic air policing. So Spanish Eurofighter Typhoons and Belgian F-16s took over NATO's Baltic air policing missions for the first four months uh, of this year, 2016, from Germany and Hungary. Uh, they're due to take over on the 7th of January, which is, that's a few days ago now, 7th of January, uh, four Spanish Eurofighter Typhoons. Two yeah, two days ago. Yeah. Uh, four Spanish Eurofighter Typhoons have been deployed in Siouliu, uh, I can't pronounce that one, in Lithuania. Okay. And four Belgian F-16s to Amari, Estonia, relieving the four Hungarian Gripens and five German Eurofighter Typhoons, respectively, which have been conducting the missions since September. Led by Spain, it's the 40th rotation of the Baltic Air Policing mission since the first rotation by Belgian F-16s began on the 30th of March 2004. And we've got a photograph, we've got a little photo there just there, Mac can screenshot that on, uh, yeah. on the screen. You'll be able to see the uh, Spanish Eurofighter Typhoons at the top there and the Belgian F-16s just below. Okay, the app Matt's, just crashed one the second. The app just crashed, don't worry, we'll, we'll <laughs> there not worry we are. about no, that it's one. Right. There it is, there, there we, we are. Always. There we go. <laughs> wow. There we go. Lovely. Baltic policing. Mm. I wonder if they've got sirens on top of the, uh, or lights on top of the... Um, <laughs> I'm not even the, sure how that would work. Uh, that'd be, <laughs> that, would be one of those, that would be like one of those um, airport, they're not airport, the um, the film, you know, the, 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 oh, I'm trying to think of the name, air, airport films. 
you know, with the um, you're obsessed Les- with Leslie Nielsen and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of those. Yeah. Oh, bless funny. him. He was funny, wasn't he? Oh dear. Anyway, on to the next story. On to the next story. Royal Air yes, Force this website. is the Royal Air Force again, mm. and it's T O eight Squadron uh, Centenary uh, Tailfin unveiled. Unveiled, sorry, at Valley. Um, it is uh, RAF Valley-based 208 Squadron have unveiled a brand new Hawk uh, T Mark One livery uh, to commemorate their 100th anniversary. Now, this is—I'm just going to bring this picture up here because it is pretty awesome. Color. I like the color. Uh, while I, while I start the story, so the the fin featuring the squadron's distinctive yellow and blue color scheme draws on a number of ideas submitted by squadron personnel and was created by the Serco Paint Shop team on the Anglesey base. Wing Commander Chris Kidd, uh, Officer Commanding 208 Squadron, said, uh, this has been a real team effort from the design uh, through to project management to the finished product. I would like to thank squadron leaders Dan Arlett and James Taylor Head uh, at uh, Badcock BAE Systems and Serco for all their efforts. I am extremely proud of the squadron and this tailfin is a fitting tribute to our 100 years of history. This, this, the distinctive yellow and blue aircraft markings were first used during the interwar years and a reflection of 208 Squadron's long association with the Middle East. The blue for the sky, the yellow for the sands of the desert and the squadron crest depicts the Sphinx uh, at uh, Gizeph in Egypt, uh, the Sphinx in Egypt. Giza? 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 Yeah, let's go with Giza. You're probably right. The the motto of the squadrons is uh, vigilant, uh, which I think is a great word for any military thing out there. So uh, number 208 Squadron Royal Air Force was formed on the 26th or 25th of October 1916 as number 8 Naval Squadron Royal Naval Air Service during World War One. The squadron flew uh, Sopwith Pups, uh, Newport Scouts and Sopwith Camels and was assigned to artillery spotting duties. When the Royal Air Force was formed on the 1st of April 1918, the unit was renumbered to 208 Squadron RA the squadron is now based at RAF Valley in Anglesey, North Wales, operating BAE, BAE Hawk, uh, Hawk Mark T Mark One aircraft in the uh, Advanced Flying Training and Technical Weapons role, training fast jet pilots from the RAF and Royal Navy to front to frontline operational conversion unit input standard. The squadron also trains international students, an important role in terms of coalition building and defence diplomacy. 208 Squadron will celebrate their 100th anniversary later this year at RAF Valley. All ex-serving and association members are invited to attend. Details of the event can be obtained via social media or by contacting the 208 Squadron uh, adjacent uh, at RAF Valley. So those of you who uh, obviously are fans of the Red Arrows will know that the mm. Red Arrows uh, use the BAE Hawk uh, mm, for, right. their, uh, yep. for their, well, that's, that's the aircraft they use. Red Arrows. Yeah. In, uh, coincidentally, the, the, uh, just, I was in, intrigued, as, as Matt was doing the story, I just wondered how old this aircraft was, because mm. obviously the Hawks have been used as trainers for quite some time now. Yeah. And they were actually introduced into service the year we were born, Matt. Really, seventy six. Nineteen seventy six. Yeah. Because yeah. so, the Hawk is what they what the the Red Arrows used to use. No, they it? they use right. that. Yeah. Okay. The, what, the, uh, what was the previous one then? Uh, it was oh the fallen gnat. They used. That's it. Well. The gnat. That's yeah. it. Yeah. No, you're right. Because yeah. um, they've got an example at our, our little. Um, uh, they have. Uh, yes. Flixton, haven't yes, they? Yes, they have. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, nineteen. Yeah, nineteen seventy six. Mm. I was introduced into service. 
Um, but there's not just the Royal Air Force that use these, the Indian Air Force, the Finnish Air Force, and cool. the Royal Australian Air Force, apparently, as well, okay, wow. uh, use these. Um, and they've got a unit cost. I mean, this was back in 2003, so they mm. might have gone up in value now, but they had a unit cost yeah. of £18 million pounds wow. per Gosh. aircraft. Uh, we've got to say goodbye to Matty Fab. He's got to go. Yeah, Matty Fab, goodbye. I decided to say, oh, did say, you? say right, goodbye sorry. in the, yeah. uh, in the okay. chat room. But, yeah, hope you, uh, hope you have a good weekend, Matt, and uh, catch up with you soon. Indeed. Okay, on to the final story. So on to the final story is on Flight Global. Mm -hmm. And uh, we've, uh, this is a story I found this morning, actually, yeah. before we start the show. And the, the picture, <laughs> we'll put the picture on in a moment. Yeah. Um, this, is, this is an interesting uh, UAV. I, I thought mm. I'd choose a UAV story to end end the segment on. Mm. Uh, and the uh, the headline uh, headline is unmanned air mule mm. makes for a free flight debut. Now on the thirtieth of December, so just before the end of the year, last year, yeah. uh, the aeronaut the urban aeronautics air mule completed its first autonomous untethered flight at Megiddo Airfield in northern Israel. Uh, Rafi Yoeli, the chief executive of Urban Aero, the parent company of Tactical Robotics, which developed the vertical takeoff and landing aircraft, says the test schedule on Megiddo includes plans to demonstrate the air mule's cargo capability. It also intends to make a beyond-line-of-sight uh, flight along the path running through an adjacent forested area. All in all, we expect that in 2016 we will finally be able to demonstrate some of Air Mule's unique capabilities, he says. Meanwhile, Urban Aero has achieved a so-called Category 2 certification for an export variant of the unmanned aircraft named the Cormorant. That's a bird, isn't it, Matt? Something like that, yeah. Mm. Under the terms of the International Missile Technology Control Regime, or MCTR, this is an important element of the eventual marketing of the aircraft, the company says. The Cormorant variant will be able to carry a useful payload of up to 440 kilograms, or 970 pounds, uh, for 162 nautical miles, or 300 kilometers, or an increased load over a shorter distance. The aircraft's maximum speed will be 100 knots and a servicing ceiling height of 18,000 feet. Wow. Internal lift rotors enable the single-engined air mule to fly over obstructed terrain where helicopters cannot operate. Uh, the first untethered flight event was uh, delayed with Urban Aero revealing that its activities in 2015 were interrupted following a ground incident that damaged the air mule demonstrator. The company has has used a subsequent pause in testing to integrate new equipment and additional safety features within the platform. Wow. Now, I'll put this picture, Matt, I'll put yep. this picture on the screen there for those yeah. of you who are in the chat room watching this on YouTube. That is so bizarre. <laughs> and uh, that is the air mule. That's so, I, I mean, it, it really does have a sort of futuristic look about it, doesn't it? It really is a, a, a sort of... A, I don't know, it, doesn't almost, it almost doesn't look like it's got enough power to actually fly, does it? I know. It's, I mean, it's an amazing bit of kit. It, it's kind of, I don't know, it's, I'm just trying to think what it looks... I mean, you can't really judge by the photo there mm. quite how big that vehicle, no, unmanned vehicle, sell, is. Yeah. But it's kind of like someone's got a... I don't know, a, a small family car and, um, and yeah, put, put, put some fans some, on it. Put some fans <laughs> on it and, <laughs> yeah, some, you know, and a spoiler on the back by the looks of it. Yeah. Uh, and some sort of kind of um, shopping cart wheels <laughs> on there. 
All right, okay. It's probably because they're light, to be fair. Yeah. Because that's the only thing. I mean, it's... It, I mean, I mean I, it, it is. It'd be nice to see how big this is. Mm. In, know, relation in relation to, to something. Yeah. A car or something, just so you can get some kind of perspective. But it's great. It's you know, mm. an unmanned aerial vehicle that carries cargo in small terms. quite cool. Terms, so yeah. a small thing, but it's good. Well, I mean, Amazon keep going on about using UAVs and stuff yeah. to deliver to deliver products, don't they? Do you know what I also heard as well mm. in uh, on the news that uh, apparently Amazon, because uh, they've had certain difficulties with um, the various cargo operators that they use to transport right. their packages, mm-hmm. that Amazon apparently are going to be uh, looking to uh, lease uh, a certain amount of aircraft and have oh. their own their Amazon own cargo kind freighters. of airline, freighter yeah. airline, yeah. Cool. Which would be interesting to see, yeah. A seven, well. I think they're looking at leasing 767s, the big wide-body the, the big ones, yeah. air, uh, cargo aircraft. Uh, but it'd be interesting to see those with an Amazon logo on. <laughs> Very bizarre, wouldn't yeah. it? Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I mean, is, I mean, they're such a big company. I'm surprised they haven't been doing their own. You know, mm. prior to this, I mean, it's cutting this, out the middleman, but yeah. also you've got you've got to look at it in the in the, in the thing that is going to take a hell mm. of a lot of business away from the likes of uh, FedEx, UPS, DHL, and that. If they do do this, uh, but they are definitely in, you know, it's definitely mm. on the cards. I think it'll be well, something we look for or look uh, look to see what happens this year. I know certainly here in the UK, um, they don't use those carriers anyway. They tend to use Hermes. I, Hermes, I, yeah. I know that from personal experience over, over Christmas, so it's just like... <laughs> actually, I know it's got nothing to do with, do with this, but I do have a big bone to pick with the likes of Amazon and um, oh. and uh, um, Asda. And one of the worst, well, I think, was actually Tesco's, would you believe, right? I, t- I had to... Uh, w- one address that I was delivering to over, over the holidays, I won't mention any names or anything, obviously, uh, other than the companies involved. And it, it was a product that, that, that uh, somebody, uh, somebody had done uh, sort of lots of shopping over Christmas, if you see what I mean. And uh, it, today was comes delivery. And I had to take all their deliveries out separately first because there were so many. Uh, it was basically four boxes, and it filled the van that I was using. I mean, that's how ridiculous these boxes. One of the boxes, I kid you not... And this isn't going to work greatly on the thing, but it's a very large <laughs> box. So it was about, um, I'm trying to think, it was probably, what, about a metre wide um, by about half a metre tall um, by, again, about half a metre sort of, um, you know, sort of deep. And um, and in it, uh, this absolutely massive box, and it had inside it, uh, only because the lady was very embarrassed when, when, when I delivered it, it had three memory cards and a catalogue. And it was in this humongous box. Box. But you see, that. but you see, Amazon yeah. are no better, are they? Really? So yeah. uh, you might find actually, if they are carrying their own cargo around, they might be a little bit more sensible about how they pack things. Yeah, because <laughs> it's like they, wasting they, valuable space. They yeah. were supposed to, they're supposed to be getting better with their packaging, apparently. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, just on that offshoot from that, uh, on the last story we done about the UAV there, mm. that uh, Paul Trick has put that he wants one. Right. Uh, yes. And Ray <laughs> Davis, a great way to get to work. Ray Davis <laughs> has put that he thinks it looks like a lunchbox with fans yes that's a good yeah that's a good analogy absolutely that's good yeah I it like is that. yeah absolutely like that. although that's a heck of a lunchbox if you have to have trolley wheels on the back of it that's that's my, <laughs> that that ladies and gentlemen is my idea of a lunchbox can you imagine that you know where, where's my lunch where's my lunch it, it, it should, it should have, be should have landed three hours ago yes <laughs> 
absolutely. There we go. Is there? Yeah. No, that's oh. good. Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we only have one more thing to do, and that is a little bit of listener feedback. Yes, we do. We have some uh, listener feedback that was sent to us and actually, very early this I, morning. Yeah, I, and in fact, I'm very, very grateful because if it hadn't have been for uh, said listener feedback arriving, I, I, I would probably still be in bed now because I'd slept through all my alarms. So, uh, <laughs> so I would like to thank the person who sent us this lovely feedback um, for the reason why I made it here more or less on time. So our feedback <laughs> then is from the lovely Jennifer it Parkinson, who, uh, who's she's been a real star. She has, uh, but she's not been in the chat room today. She's probably no. busy. Uh, no. I think she said she was shopping in, or doing her shopping Ugh, in yeah. uh, in Rome. I don't, I don't envy her that. Um, I wonder what the weather's like in Rome. That's probably probably nice. I expect. Yeah. yeah. Well, if, if here's anything to go by. Anyway, here we go. Good morning. This is Jenny in Rome. I won't be able to be in the chat room this morning since we're heading out to the sales to do some shopping with a vengeance. So I'm looking forward to the podcast. But I wanted to say welcome back and thank you very much for the Christmas and the New Year shows. I love the um, interviews with the person at the Malta Air Museum. That was really interesting. And I thought, when I go to Malta, I hope in 2017, I shall have to take that podcast with me and listen to it as I go around looking at the exhibits. Um, just some Ryanair news. Uh, I'm a great fan of Ryanair since flying between Rome and London since Ryanair started the route. I've saved so much money and been able to visit parents and friends much more easily and over the years I've learned if you play by the rules there's no problem and they are usually on time and perfectly reliable. But a friend of mine had a terrible experience at Christmas going back from Rome Ciampino to Stansted in London. Uh, her flight was supposed to leave at 10.20 in the morning. She got to the airport with her daughter, they checked in there suitcases for hold luggage only to be told after they got through security and everything that there was no plane because the incoming plane had had to land at Rome's other airport due to fog problems during the night or something anyway four or five other planes left during the day for London but their one they had to get a plane from somewhere to take them back they finally left in the evening and I think they got to Stansted about half past ten at night. Then they had to wait until 1am to get a, a coach onto Birmingham where they were going and so all in all it was horrible. And they said there would be no compensation because it was due to a weather issue. But the weather issue had been during the night and one would have thought they could have sorted something else out. Anyway, they got free cold snacks and, and, <laughs> and drinks. But I remember someone in the chat room a couple of weeks ago saying they'd had a, a similar problem with a flight to Lithuania, so it can happen. I don't know what the answer there is. Anyway, so that was that. Um, have a have a great uh, podcast today, and as I say, look forward to listening to it tomorrow. Bye. Oh, lovely. Thank you ever so much. Oh, hello. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for that, Thanks, Jenny. Jenny. Oh, great. Uh, I say, please, guys, uh, we love to have your feedback. So anyone, uh, you can do it. As I say, you can even send it to us via Facebook because I know f the Facebook uh, Messenger app now has an ability where you can send a little audio yeah. clip. Um, and uh, hopefully later on in the, this year, we're going to have uh, a WhatsApp um, thing that you can send um, um, yeah. stuff to as well. So uh, but yeah, yeah, send, we send can make it as easy as possible. We've made mm. it as easy as we can for you to get uh, uh, messages because microphones on, on mobile phones are so amazing nowadays um so yeah please as much feedback as you like because we love including it we'd love to have um some messages every single week that that would really make our we, day. we want to hear what you sound like 
Absolutely. You want to hear what yeah, you sound like. because we know what we sound like, <laughs> and, and we're amazed people listen, frankly. So it's, uh, yeah, no, it's really good. Oh, no, uh, no. Thanks it. for that, Jenny. Thanks yeah, for sending absolutely. that in. Uh, very, yeah, yeah very and, good. And, of course, thanks for the, for the uh, to everyone. As I know yeah. we mentioned it earlier, but the messages that we had over Christmas from fellow podcasters as well. Yeah. The whole yeah. thing, oh, it was just brilliant. We, we really yeah. did. We were so grateful. Um, and it helped to, to sort of make uh, the, the, Christmas, uh, the Christmas and New Year messages all special. more special. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. It was really good. Yeah, but, uh, good. yeah, so I'll tell you what, that would work really well wouldn't it your um that little walk around we ought to we ought to maybe send it to him as an edited things if they want you know like these guides do they have guides there where yeah you where you could, well no you don't know they don't yeah. but that, well, there we are that's a good idea yeah yeah that's an idea for him <laughs> we'll we'll build him the technology oh, but he's a wander around and have this because it was it really it really was fascinating even to someone who doesn't know a great deal about it uh, i found it very very fascinating big uh, big ron who's in the chat room has just uh put on there i think that's following on from jenny's um feedback yeah. but he's Big Ron's put on there that uh, he once flew to Warsaw from Teesside yeah. for 50 pence with Wizz Air. Wow. Uh, but it <laughs> wow. Co- but but it, cost, uh, it cost me 56 times more to park at the car park. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, yes, there is that. Yeah, so that's the only downside. That is the only downside. I know I know. We, we're all a bit guilty of bashing Ryanair. Oh, but we do. And, and let's be honest, you know, we all, even the most uh, sophisticated airlines uh, are prone to, to having problems problems and the, their customer service is not always any yeah. better than Ryanair's I know we're always very mean to them but it does it is and I said it before they are literally the buses of the skies aren't oh, yeah. they and, and yeah. it's a very cheap way of getting you from one part of part of the world to another um you know yeah. especially if you're commuting to, commuting to Ireland or you're commuting um you know I mean it's like like I mean Pip I don't know who don't know who he was flying with but he literally he, he popped from uh, was it Heathrow to to, to Luton uh, and you just think that's brilliant because it, you know, it doesn't take doesn't take very long to get home uh, at all. Then, but um, no, it's great. It is good. So today, I'm just looking to find out when. Yes. Uh, so today is the. It's the ninth. Saturday the ninth. It's the ninth. Yeah. So five six. What are you up four, to? Five six seven eight. He's working something out. This is great radio, isn't it? <laughs> While he's doing that, I should just say there are lots of ways to so get the in touch. Oh, sorry, sorry, the hundredth. Okay. So I've just, I've just worked out. I'm just looking at the calendar to see yeah. when our hundredth episode is. Uh, I should be back from my holiday, so that's good. Oh right, oh uh, good. <laughs> while, whilst whilst I'm on holiday, I should hopefully try and I'll yeah, try and have a link try. up with Matt. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, uh, from hopefully from Vegas if I can get Las Vegas how, gla- how glamorous I yes know. absolutely uh, flying out with Virgin are you yeah okay. and actually I'm quite looking forward to it because it, it'll be my first ever flight on a on a Boeing 747-400 a jumbo right okay. I've never been, all these You've years I've never actually flying, been on a bit, all yeah, the okay. flights that I've ever had in my life I've never flown on a 747 wow. so that'll okay. be my first trip and looks like it might be might be the last because they're I mean all phasing these airlines out. are phasing yeah, yeah, out the 747s um, so uh, that'll be quite good. Yeah. And I'm flying back from Vegas, back to the UK, with yeah. uh, Acme Airlines. Are you? As oh, that's in, handy. Yes. Oh, you never know who might be. Yes. You, you, you never know who <laughs> might be be the pilot then. No, I, no well, yeah, unfortunately, Jeff doesn't do that route. Oh, but, isn't he? Uh, but I'll be interested to see what Acme are like. I've never flown with Acme I'm Airlines sure, before. I'm sure. I am so. sure they will be nothing but absolutely fabulous. Yeah, I know. Yeah, so our 100th episode... Yes, okay. Um, ...will be on the 20th of February, which right. is a Saturday. Okay, yeah. 20th of February will be on a Saturday. Right. So we're going to... Uh, 
Yeah, they'll have to plan something good yeah. for them. Ideas, please. Any ideas yeah. for our 100th episode will be eternally grateful. Uh, something mm. that's, uh, as I say, because you know, we've, we've all overspent over Christmas, um, so, as I'm <laughs> yeah. sure you can appreciate, but we've got, we'd like to do something special, but we, we, we're very much open to ideas on that one. So, Matt, where can they find us? Right. If they, they don't already know. If, if they don't already know, it's the usual places, www.plaintalkinguk.com. Uh, you can find us on Facebook. It's facebook.com forward slash UK. Our Twitter handle, if you want to find us on Twitter, it is at UK. Don't forget, we are now on Patreon as well. If you're up for uh, helping us uh, make the show as good as possible, as I say, we use um, any contributions we get towards the server and uh, hosting fees, obviously, because as you imagine... Uh, it's quite expensive to uh, to get these podcasts out to you on a regular basis, and we're very, very desperate not to have to sort of charge advertising or anything like that. So if you are up for, for contributing, we'll be eternally grateful. That's patreon.com uh, forward slash UK. How can they listen to Pip's wonderful show? You can go and find... Uh Pip over at the Plane Safety Podcast yep. on iTunes. Search for him, Plane Safety yep. Podcast. And you can also find Pip over at PlaneSafetyPodcast.com. You can go over and find his website there where he'll have lots of uh, interesting links and bits and pieces to all his episodes. Mm. Don't forget uh, his latest episode, uh, Pilot Pip Done for the Plane Safety Podcast. Is actually He's actually got uh, Captain Al on there. Oh, yeah. And uh, him and Al do, uh, do a show together. And uh, I listened to that uh, mm. a week ago now, I think it was, yeah. uh, for Christmas. And um, fantastic episode. It was great to uh, to hear the, the banter yeah. between two, uh, two pilots. Two pilots, yeah. yeah, yeah that's yeah, that really good. Fascinating. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. go over and find him, Plane Safety Podcast. Absolutely. Well, that is where we have to bring episode number 94. Wow, Ooh, Mark, Mark's has come up with a good idea in the chat room. Has he? Excellent. Mm. We'll talk to him about that in a moment yeah. then. Uh, yeah, so it's, uh, yes, uh, it is the end of episode 94. Thank you very much to everyone who has contributed in the chat room. As I say, that's one of the reasons why we love doing the live show is because the banter in the chat room really I know. It helps bring sort of fresh ideas and things. It, it, it's just brilliant. So uh, It's been very bantery in it. It could, and that's what we like to see. So anyway, a happy new year from all of yep. us here happy new year. Uh, in, um, in, in the PT UK studios. Uh, and uh, yeah uh, we're going to be recording on Saturday probably until Easter at the moment unless there's anything else because I'm I'm now busy on a Friday Uh, (laughs) I'll tell you more about that later Uh, but uh, yes uh, thank you very much for watching from all of us here in the studio it is uh, time to say goodbye goodbye goodbye